The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is The Monty Show. As always, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, the advocates, because they never charge you a consultation fee. You never pay any retainers. In fact, you don't pay the advocates until they win your case, utahadvocates.com. Now, I got to be honest with you. On this show, you know, we don't talk a whole lot of hockey, but I am sitting here champing at the bit, waiting for the NHL to announce discipline in the Golden Knights series with the Edmonton Oilers. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm telling you right now. And I don't know if you guys saw it last night. Alex Petrangelo with an axe-handled chop on Leon Dreisaitl. And ESPN is reporting that it is likely to only be the maximum allowable fine. And I will pull every hair off my head if that is the case. Not literally, figuratively, mm-hmm. of course. Right. Uh, I love the NHL playoffs. That game last night was, between Edmonton and Vegas was unbelievable. But you have got to suspend Alex Petrangelo, uh, Petrangelo, Petrangelo for that. Yeah. Shouldn't even give him the respect of saying his name the right yeah. way. Uh, we have a lot going on. Major update on the RSL summer promotion coming up in 29 minutes. But, of course, what would this show be? <laughs> if we did not start with as the Pac-12 burns. Oh, I mean turns. Uh, amazing today uh, that everybody has been talking about Utah, Utah, Utah. And a lot of people ask us about, hey, well, once you does Utah going back to the swack? And so we thought today we would get into the value of the Utah Utes and the hey University of Utah to the Big Twelve, and just on the uh, on the on the macro, on right. the large view, does Utah get enough respect? Uh, no, I don't think they get enough respect overall. I mean, I think the Utes do a really poor job of marketing themselves. I think overall, like if you are not familiar with Utah, like if you don't live in the Western U.S., I don't think you're that familiar with Utah. I think. You may have seen them in the Rose Bowl last year against Penn State, but other than that, like I don't think that you're familiar on, on a weekly basis, week in and week out, with with their program. You don't know who Brand Keithy is. You don't know who Cam Rising is, or you know who who Jaden Daniels was, or whatever, right? Like you don't know who these guys are, and 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 I think that's kind of the unfortunate part for Utah because I think you know if they were to go to the Big Twelve, let's say, I mean they're they're right up at the top of the list for programs that could win the uh, Big 12 right out the gate. And I think that that's the problem, is that whether it's the Pac-12 or it's Utah, you do a really poor job of marketing your product. And then you're surprised when people don't know who you are. And that's what I struggle with, because I think Utah has a great program, a great program, a great setup, a great uh, campus, a great, you know, everything. It's all good at Utah. They're a great educational institution. I'm not saying they're the best in the world, but... Clearly, you can get the job done there. Like, they've got everything you need, but they don't tell their story well enough. And I think they pay the price for that regularly. Yeah, and I I think, I don't think I could have said it better. I mean, obviously, NIL's been a huge issue. 
uh, for Utah. And I think with the Crimson Club, they have fixed that now. Um, I mean, I, I think we all remember Britton Covey being the NIL master uh, his last year at, at Utah. So I think they've remedied that. Um, you know, but when I, I look at the, the grander picture and I look at, you know, exactly what value is, what does Utah bring to the Pac-12? And I, I have no question that Utah's value right off the top is an institution of higher learning, 151st in the country. They go into the Big 12 as the fourth team uh, or as the fourth university academically. Um, they're an AAU institution. Like there's a lot to like about doing business with the University of Utah. Um, I think you look at their athletics, certainly what WIT and the football program have done over the last decade, um, you know, growing and expanding into Pac-12 dominance, now back-to-back Pac-12 championships, back-to-back Rose Bowl appearances. You know, you're, you're obviously a dominant football presence, but to your point about marketing, does it matter if you're the best coach in the Pac-12 and nobody knows it? No. That's the biggest question because we talk about it all the time on this show. Kyle Whittingham is the best coach in the Pac-12. Keep it real. I don't even know that it's a conversation. I think he is a far better recruiter than Lincoln Riley. I think he is a far better tactician, especially on defense than Lincoln Riley. Now, are there criticisms? Yes. I wish Kyle Whittingham would find a a run-and-shoot quarterback that throws it all over the place uh, and runs even faster. Like, I just, I wish that they would be explosive offensively. I also think that that is happening incrementally. I think Cam Rising, I think Brand Keithy, I think the way you've seen the offense kind of blossom. Last year, obviously, you didn't have depth at wide receiver, but I think you've addressed some of that. You have depth at quarterback now. You have depth at running back now. Like, I think they are moving in the right direction depth-wise. And I agree. I think if you put Utah in the Big 12, I think Utah likely is in the Big 12 championship game for football this season, the first season they're in the conference. But the grander issue is basketball, of course. Utah men's basketball is not very good and has not been very good. I mean, you look at the women's program. I mean, they had an elite season at Utah. But if you look at softball and baseball, they're very good. You look at, you know, all of the different athletic programs at Utah, Red Rocks, you name it. They're really solid. The one weakness in the athletic arsenal is the men's basketball program, Jake. And I think right now with where the Big 12 is at, I think that's the only talking point you have. Yeah, and I, and I think that you know you, you you if you're Utah, like you got to find a way to get better. I mean, I, I I think even you know if you set the Big Twelve thing aside, you have to get better in basketball. There's just no you know doubt about that. I think monetizing basketball is now at the forefront of basically every program in the country. I, I mean, everybody who matters, right? Like whether it's Houston, Alabama. You know, anybody in the Big 12, like you look at what Gonzaga is trying to do with the Big 12. I mean, you look at all these different situations and what do we find? We find that basketball is on the forefront. And it's not to say that football isn't carrying the mail and making the money for everybody, but it is to say that, hey, if we can make an extra, you know, 20 a year or whatever the number is for these different programs, like we're going to make that money. And, And I think, you know, until people really get a grip on how to make money besides their TV deal, basketball is going to continue to be a of massive importance because it's mm-hmm. a secondary uh, revenue stream. And, and that's where I think, you know, again, Utah, like if, if you ask somebody, seriously, like if you ask someone who lives in Texas, let's say, I mean, they, they could give a damn about Utah men's basketball because there's nothing like with all due respect, there's nothing to care about there right now. Like you're just you're not relevant. You're putting on the shorts. You're shooting the ball. 
and nobody cares. And it's really sad because I feel like if you had a strong basketball program, you would be in kind of a different position as far as the Big 12 is concerned. I, I feel like we wouldn't be hearing, ah, well, you know, man, Utah's not real big on the Big 12 right now. They're not real excited about it. And sometimes I do wonder, is that because of basketball? Is that because your basketball program is definitely not up to par in the Big 12? Well, I also wonder what the disconnect is on basketball. Because I, I, it is shocking that a program with the recent history, even, that Utah has, that they're not better. I mean, you look at the Keith Van Horns, the Rick Majerises, that's not a lifetime ago. That's not in the 70s or 80s. You know, like you have recent history of success and it's shocking that that has gone away. And I think when you when you look at the the conversations and you look at the talking points on Utah, oh, they're irrelevant. They're arrogant. <coughs> I I could not disagree with that more. And I would love to hear from you in the comments section around the Big Twelve. Like, where what are your thoughts truly? And let's let's try to be a little higher brow today. Can we leave some of the hyperbole? The Utah sucks and. Can we leave that stuff in the, you know, in the in the background today? Because I, I think when you look at Utah, I, I have no doubt that they are a fit across the board, academically, athletically, culturally, uh, ge geographically, what they bring with the rivalry with BYU, what they bring with a traveling fan base, like everything you want, Utah checks the box. So I'm curious what your thoughts are. First one in today is Meet Rocket 304. Meet Rockets in flight, afternoon delights. Preach it, Monty. <laughs> Rocket, well good done. to see you. Way to start us off. Truck Stop Gumby says first to hit the like button today. Let's go. Dang, we've already Rocket was slacking. In the first 10 minutes, we've already had 500 people watch the show, yet we only have 26 likes. So hit the like button. That really helps the channel grow. Thank you for that, as always. Uh, what's up, Zach Slater? Uh, Saul Goodman. <laughs> yes, Saul is the pack as the pack turns. Uh, Mark Hale says fifth, not even on the podium. You're fifth in. in. I mean, <laughs> Mark, well, you, you got to be better. Yeah, I mean, be better, dude. I mean, you really need to look at your game plan and see where your program can develop and, you know, see where, you know, you can you can play at a higher level, man. Okay. Uh, but Monty Rand says good luck today, Monty. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's all luck. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby, another beautiful day as the trash burns in the encampment conference. <laughs> the encampment. Bro. No, no, I'm not doing it. I am not doing it. Um, Saul Goodman says, Brett Yeezy cheesing. Okay. Mark Hales, I went to BYU, so they are my team. I used to follow the Seahawks, but not so much anymore. Okay. Okay, I appreciate that. Lopes Van Gabe says, like button. Yes. Please do. That's amazing. C. Kaufman says Utah football is valuable. Basketball, not so much. That can change in time. That can change in a hurry. I think with the transfer portal and the business being done in the transfer portal, I absolutely think that the quick turnarounds in college basketball are not only possible, we're seeing them happen. Yes. So I, I think there's no doubt. There's no doubt. But certainly it's more competitive than it used to be, you know, as far as trying to get recruits and stuff. I think, you know, the 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 days of, hey, this top recruit went to this program because they were making a ton of money are happening, you know? So you're getting, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, Bronny James would be Ohio State all day and there wouldn't even be a question about it. 
But now that, that, you know, you have NIL and dad's in LA and everything kind of points to SC, ah, he went to SC, you know, like I think times have changed. I don't think it's just as easy as, well, you know, like what's the closest score, the most comfortable fit. I think for a lot of these guys are talents that you would get to come to your basketball program and make a difference. You're gonna have to go all over the country to do that. So you're competing with, with blue bloods. You're competing with, with, with programs that frankly are just more relevant than you that are bigger in stature than you. But this is the problem with Utah struggling and lagging behind an NIL. Yeah. And I think we're starting to see that with BYU now as well. Like, I, I mean, you have to have collectives that actually do something. And I think Crimson Club is doing that now at Utah. People like Coo Connect. Um, you know, like Coo Connect is probably the example. I mean, $10 a month and you can support BYU athletics and you can support specific players and you get one-off content, you know, special videos. Yes. Like that's the stuff that you have to do now. And I think the problem is that Utah is so far behind the curve. It's just so far behind the curve. Yeah. I, I don't even know how I it's going. That's what's going to take years for Utah to catch up. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the big Lubbock on being competitive in football and basketball and my fear with Utah. Will that competitive football be there when Witt retires? Well, well I mean, certainly there's going to be a transition to whoever is next. I mean, I, I, I again, Witt is one of those classic cases where you don't want to be the guy that replaces Witt. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaces Witt. And I think, you know, Utah, again, I, I just think that's something to consider. You know, I, does Witt want to go through the whole Big 12 thing? If the Big 12 thing even is going to happen. I mean, we're talking about it like it's happening. I mean, there's nothing to suggest it is. Like, But, but I think, yeah, retirement is on the horizon for Witt, and I think it's just a matter of how long does dude want to keep doing what dude does? Like, I, it just it, it, it's a conversation everybody faces, and I think Utah fan needs to be okay with the fact that, hey – you know, after this year, anything after this year, in my opinion, is gravy. Because because the only reason, in my opinion, that coming back this coming for this coming season was an easy decision is because your boys are coming back. Yes. You got your guys. Correct. And, 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 and so you're not going to have to do some, you know, some crazy coaching job to be good. And and so after this year, no matter what happens, I think then we can talk about the Witt retirement thing. Yeah, I think that, man, Kyle Whittingham retiring is terrifying. I mean, let's just, I mean, I, I'm happy to have that conversation. Like, again, I will say what I said 15 minutes ago. He's the best coach in the Pac-12. Yeah. I mean, there's no, that's not a conversation. Kyle Whittingham is the best coach in the Pac-12. And I'll fight Fast. you for it. And you put him in the Big 12. Tell me a, a football coach that's a better coach than Kyle Whittingham. And I'm not talking about like Nick Saban. And I think Saban's clearly the benchmark. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. What about Sonny at TCU? I think Sonny Dykes needs to repeat what he just did. I agree with that. Because Kyle's done that. I think Kyle has done that. And again, if, if we were talking about the best coach in college football, that's a different discussion. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're talking about the Kirby Smarts, the, the Nick Sabans roll, Ryan Day. roll tide. Uh, I don't know about Ryan Day. No? I don't think so. I think he's in the secondary cut. No, I would agree. Where's the roll tide drop? Oh, I apologize. I've only My said bad. it like Sorry, 71 times. Not hey, it's it. not like we're talking about Nick Saban in Alabama. Roll tide! You know what I mean? Nick Saban is a better man than you are. I don't doubt that, ma'am. But The what, dynasty is not over. I'm just saying, you seem angry. How dare you? I Well, I know. Kiss I, my butt! I know. Do you guys know who that is? 
Hey, cow turd. <laughs> she is. That's the bottom line. Dude, Phyllis from Molga. Kiss my butt. She is one of the best callers ever on the Paul Feinbaum show. Yeah. And Phyllis from Molga passed away today. Mm-hmm. And if you have not seen it, it's on my Twitter feed. Go and watch it. The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. It is pure gold. The dynasty gold. is not over. That is Phyllis just raging. At, You're out of your freaking mind. It countered. Wrong tide. Because he talked about how the Alabama dynasty was over. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. She's phenomenal. Hey, cow turd. And I am just, I am so lucky that I've heard her calls oh, live. Oh, man, dude. Because she is a monster. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. She's Go one of the. find that. It is awesome. She is one of the best sports talk radio callers ever. Ever, you know, uh, Gary uh, says that tide ain't rolling no mo. How dare you? Saul Goodman, Coach Saban drop. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. <laughs> wow. Uh, Simon says the sad reality for Wit is because he's teetering on retirement. He's teetering on retirement. I don't know about that. The guy is like 60 years old, but he's like 36. Like he's the youngest what do you bitch? adult I think I've ever met. Uh, other coaches use that against Utah in recruitment, just like Bill Snyder to go against the Big 12 using his age. I don't know. I, I, yeah. think, I think Kyle Whittingham is not that old. Yeah. Bill Snyder was quite literally a bag of bones with a diaper on. Yeah. With all due respect, you know. Uh, Matt Hartley, Lance Leopold, greater than Saban. How dare you? Nick Saban is a better man than you are. It is, it's a bit early to be shrooming. Uh, <laughs> Nick M, don't care about Utah. They aren't a make or break team for the Big 12 expansion. Hmm? Maybe, maybe not. You can make an argument either way. Damien, uh, what's up, Damien? Good to see you. Is it realistic for the Big 12 to pick up the four corner schools along with Oregon? I don't know. I mean. Realistic is the worst word in sports. Hey, hey, be realistic, man. Well, what does that even mean? What does that mean? mean? I mean, is it realistic that they're having an all-conference pro day? Is it realistic that they're doing... Rucker Park. I mean, what or is what is realistic? Big Twelve Media Day at AT and T Stadium. Yeah, like what's realistic? I mean, it's just that's tough. But it, but like talking about BYU, BY uh, Brett Yormark going after ACC schools. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what this is what we cannot continue to do. No, right? Like, we all want to be like, okay, well, and then and and after that, you know, hey we'll, guys, we'll hey do guys. this, and then, hey guys, like let's just focus on. Let's wait for the Pac-12 to be dismantled before we start dismantling every other conference. You're out of your freaking mind. Yeah, let's settle down. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, Go Tigers. Go Tigers. But she is over. Yeah. Uh, This fine bomb show. This fine bomb show. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. You know. Uh, Big Dog O-Town, wit top 10 in the country. Oh, Facts. I think you can make a case he's top five, bro. Facts. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a Ryan Day guy the way you are. I, I mean, he's done a solid job, but have they really been spectacular? 
Well, I think he's done more than, than Witt's done. I mean, he's been in the college football playoff how many times? You know, I mean. Yeah, but I think Kyle Whittingham went to the BCS yeah. and was the original BCS buster and then grew into the Pac-12. Yeah. He didn't get handed an Urban Meyer roster that's the way true. Ryan Day did. Yeah, that's true. I right? I mean, that. Witt yeah. takes over for, for Herb, but... I mean, when Ryan Day took over at Ohio State, he wasn't Herb anymore. He was Pervin Meyer. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Day, let's be honest. Ryan Day took over Pervin, football machine. Yeah, per, Pervin Meyer. Yeah, Pervin Meyer. Buddy went back to his bar at, you know, at Ohio State and, you know, had sweethearts sit on his lap and then things didn't go so well with the wife. And now, you know, Pervin Meyer's still trying to do Fox. We get it. Yeah. Boom. Out of here. Renee Roca says, uh, holy piss, when I think about Alabama, that's the voice I imagine. Yeah. It is the voice you imagine. Yes, the it is. The dynasty is not over. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, Blue Maple. No doubt Utah brings big time, uh, drops big time after Witt leaves and recruiting tanks. I... See, I just, I think we take it I too know far, dude. Like, Witt is not the only guy that recruits. Like, yes, he's a huge part. He's the head coach. Obviously, He's a big part of it. But do you really think a guy that's been there for however long he's been there now really has no contingency plan for when he leaves? You really think that, you know, you coach in the same spot for how long and then you're just like, all right, guys, yep, see ya. And maybe can, can we wait until he and Kyle Whittingham announces he's retiring before we retire him? Yeah, like, I, I just don't know why <laughs> you know we're what so I mean? quick like, to do I, it. I think that's what we love to do. I, I just don't know... I just don't know why we love to do that so much. Like, we want to put dirt on guys who weren't dead. Yeah. You know, I... Yes. I, I yeah. It, well, the eye patch says, then Andy Ludwig takes over one of the best OCs in the country. Well, I mean, I guess. It was, mm, Utah's issues are all offensive. Yes. I mean, they are. Um, I think you have Jim Harding, who's one of the better recruiting offensive line guys in the country, but... I mean, you have to open this offense up. You have to feature. You have Brant Keithy, who is just an unbelievable weapon. And then you go out and get Micah Pittman, who is a dynamic wide receiver. But my question is, okay, great. He's a dynamic wide receiver. What's that look like in the Utah system? Because last time I checked, it's not exactly an explosive offense. So, you know, I, I like that's what I wonder about. It's a good point. Corey Belt. You of you fans still think media deals and realignment are about wins and losses. That's why the Conference of Champions is in this situation. Well, I'm, I don't. I actually don't believe that Utah fans think it's wins and losses. I think Utah fans view the Big Twelve like, and who cares what Utah fans think? If yeah. we're being really honest, fans don't decide who goes where, mm -hmm. right? So, I think when you look at the decision makers. I think it's more about academics than anything, especially at Utah. You know, and having spoken to people very high up at Utah, uh, my feeling is is that they they have no desire to leave the Pac-12. And it's not like they're like, oh, if we could get into the Big Ten, we'd talk about this. But right. it's not what it is for them. That is not at all what it is for them. I think it is they like their fit. I think they like the conference. I think they like their conference. Understand that it would be far more convenient. It would be, I mean, are you going to prosper in the Pac-12? Probably not. Right. But I don't know that they, I don't know that they care about that as long as Stanford and Cal don't leave the conference. Yeah, I agree. I you agree. know, but, and not to say that Oregon and Washington are slouches because they're not. 
But I, I don't think it's about wins and losses for anybody at Utah. Their resume as a as a a an athletic department is not in, in quite Mark Harlan has crushed people's souls. <laughs> I I mean they're you look at everything that's going on. I mean, the, the, the softball, baseball program, again, are having really strong springs. You know, I happen to know that the softball team won today. They're on to the semis in the Pac-12 tournament mm-hmm. in Tucson, Arizona. God, Tucson. Man, Tucson's miserable. All the respect. Uh, like, I mean, the athletic program is doing quite well yeah it's fine outside of men's basketball that has been their achilles heel yeah matt hartley a member of the program says bill snyder got good teams at k-state even when he looked like a corpse (laughs) bill snyder knew how to coach right i mean he knew how to coach callahan what's up my guy bill snyder is the best gd college football coach there ever was nick saban is a better man than you are you know you know, CKS says, yes, but many here think 63 is older than dirt. Many where? You know, that could be. Uh, yes, CKS, where are you? The eye patch says, I'm changing my name to Phyllis from Molga. Kiss my butt. She's earned it. You deserve it. She's earned it. Uh, Rick Olson, Lanning called KW his mentor. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, Big Daddy Magic, Victor is the way. Damn, bro, I thought. Victor's the way. Thank you. Uh, Whittingham's the best coach in college. He on Mount Rushmore, Big Daddy Goat. Victor's the way. Okay. Okay. You know. Um, Let's see. Jeff uh, Sudbeck. Why all the disrespect insults about Bill Snyder's age? Bill Snyder was, is old. Yeah. Like, are are we really? I don't think anybody's insulting him. I don't think anybody. I mean, Jake's the in-house slander king. Yeah. You know. Yeah, look at Buddy, dude. He's shriveled, man. He's 83 years I mean, old. The guy's been around. Homie is 83 years old. Yeah, dude. Granny, he's retired. He's not the head coach, obviously. Yeah. But he's 83 years old. Yeah. What's the I mean, problem? That, that's What's even the problem. T- you know. You know. Uh, Nick M. I'm so past people pin- pining for and over Utah. Good football coach doesn't move the needle in other sports. Doesn't move the needle in other, other sports. So. Men's basketball is what you mean. Because all the other sports, good luck against Utah. Because they're very good. They're very competitive across the board pretty much. Yeah. What do you mean in other sports? Because that's just, that's not accurate. Pac-12 is still, I don't know. Pac-12 is uh, still better than Big 12, even without USC and UCLA. Oh, what are you talking about, man? No, we mean like the conferences, the Pac-12 conference, you know. Uh, Mr. Monkey says, your mark makes anything realistic inarguable. He does. I don't, I think I would agree with that. Uh, Tanner Plummer. Hey, guys, I won't be able to watch the show today because I'm driving to Jackson Hole. But just wanted to wish everyone to have a good day. Filling in for somebody. That's too bad because you're missing another way to qualify then in three minutes for the RSL NYFC match. Uh, Urban to ATM when they fired Jimbo after this year. Does Urban Meyer coach again? Do you guys believe that Urban Meyer gets back in? I don't think I think he's over it now, man. You you tried the NFL, you tried this, you tried that. Like it, it's just, just. Is he over it or is it over him? 
Oh, I think it's over him, but I think he's come to accept it now. I, I think he understands that he, he burned that bridge. He's come to accept it. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess for me, with Urban Meyer, if, if he's come to accept it, um, my guess is that he somehow, some way, found a higher level of mental clarity. So I, I'm only guessing that uh, he got a buckshot from bucked up. That's right. He got a buckshot from bucked up right the other way. Thank you. Uh, Thank the you. Uh, the buckshot. Let's go shake it up. Let's go. Long lasting, clean energy. You know, on the show every day at three thirty, we drink a buckshot. Cheers, mother. Get out. You don't even want to cheers me now. Whatever. Whatever. Here we go. Bottoms up, boys. Okay, bye. Mm -mm -mm. Hit it. Love that watermelon. The thing that I love about this in about five minutes, I'm going to get mental clarity. I'm going to get a lift. Like, it's really good. And I think that's the thing that I would encourage you to do. And again, don't take my word for it. You know, on this show, we are huge believers in hooking you guys up. That's why, as you see on the screen, you get six free buck shots. Yes! All you have to do is in the description below, click the link that says free buckshot samples. Click it. They'll send it right to your door for free. Yeah. Any six that you want. I would tell you right now, you guys, by far the watermelon's where it's at. I'm for real. I love the watermelon. Yes. Uh, the red razz isn't bad. The blood razz, rather. The blue razz isn't bad. But none of them are. I mean, they're all good. Watermelon's next level. Yes. I'm a huge fan of the watermelon buckshot. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Bucked Up. And if you need supplements, if you need protein, I love their collagen peptides. Um, use promo code MONTY to get 20% off at buckedup.com. Uh, I'm telling you, man, the energy drinks, the free, the free samples, like they just want you to succeed. Yes. They're a great local company. They're entrepreneurs. They work hard. They built an empire at buckedup.com. Click the link below to get free Buckshot samples. Uh, let's see. Jansen says, maybe it's because I'm not even 21 yet, but I'm here. Uh, when I hear Alabama, I think 110-yard return on the Iron Bowl. Damn right you do. Wow. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Road Tide. But that was Auburn taking it back on Alabama. Mm-hmm. The dynasty is not over. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the greatest plays in college football history. Nick Saban's face when that happened was incredible. Absolutely incredible. It is one of, I mean, it, it, am I right? Like, that is one of the oh, yeah. greatest plays in college football history. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, that that was one of the first times that Alabama really, you, you felt like, okay, man, like, wow, they beat Alabama. They're man. vulnerable. Like, holy cow, Alabama got beat? Like, what happened? So now I'm saying, Corey Belt, how are you? Um, what? Um, I mean, look at Sham's tweet. Boy, people are pissed about DeAndre Ayton. People yeah, are really embarrassing. And obviously we'll talk NBA coming up in about 90 minutes. Boom. Out of here. DeAndre Ayton will not play today. Coward. Will not. He's out. He has a quote rib contusion. Yeah, maybe him and Rudy Gobert can hang out. And people are just so pissed. Yeah. That he is sitting this game out. You'll want to be here for that conversation. Ooh, that's going to be ugly. It is truly going to be ugly. You uh, of you on Apple TV uh, network, uh, if a tree falls in the forest, there's no one around to hear it. Does it make a sound? I'm telling you, Apple TV is not is a non-starter in the in the the Pac-12. I've heard it repeatedly <coughs> um, that <coughs> schools do not want 
an all-streaming deal. Yeah. And again, I, I will just continue to say that ESPN is not done. This is the, the, the number one question I've gotten the last few days is, is ESPN out? Dennis Dodd said ESPN was out. Dennis Dodd did not say ESPN yeah. was out. Dennis Dodd said what we've been reporting for several months. ESPN is no longer bidding on tier one. Thanks. And we clarified that this week because we got new information from our sources. And ESPN is not out in any way, shape, or form. They're simply not willing to surpass $90 million, we've been told. So they'll pay the Pac-12 $90 million a year. Now, you guys want to give us your Tier 1 game? Sure, $90 million bucks. You want to give us your Tier 3 game? Sure. But we're going to need two games, and then we'll give you $90 million. Yeah. It's just a matter of, hey, here's our $90 million. What are you willing to give us? Yep. But I have been told repeatedly that the Arizona schools – Colorado, Washington, like they're not on board with streaming, 100% streaming. They're not. Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Arizona State, like there's a large swath of this conference that's not okay with that. And again, we've also reported that, you know, seven of the 10 Pac-12 members have said, hey, we really want ESPN to be our, our, our tier one partner. And it's, I think that's why this is this is taking a longer time than people want. Mm-hmm. Because $90 million a year, that's $9 million per school for just your linear TV. Yeah, That's a tough pill to swallow. And I think you're going to have a very difficult time. Because, again, I also don't know, you know, I don't know who your stream partner is going to be. We've talked about this as well ad nauseum that, um, you know, our sources have said that Amazon is no longer in the running for any Pac-12 content. And then mysteriously, Andrew Marshan at the New York Post, what did he report yesterday? Amazon's no longer in the running for Pac-12 content. Oh. Yeah, but we don't have sources. We get it. We get it. You know, we're just, we're the hacks on YouTube. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. You know, we're, we're just, we're just the hacks on YouTube, bro. Right, right. We don't, we, we, sources. Yeah. Trust me, bro. Yeah. You know, but hey, all I can say is I think this is taking a long time because they're going to have to be very creative with it. Yeah. That's the bottom line. I I don't see how that, I don't see how that, I, I don't know how you fix it. Uh, San Diego State, Glenn says, Aiton sucks. F him. We better... Uh, we're better without kid hands, Aiton. I agree with that, but we'll talk about that later. Renee Roca says ninety million today. What about in a month? No, ninety million. That's their number. That's ESPN's number, according to our sources. Ute season average BYU fan living in the past seventy-two to ninety-two was thirty years ago. Well, you also have nineteen eighty-four where they won a national championship, so they may be living in the past, which is fine. But if you had a national championship in 1984, you'd be living in the past too. You know, it, I, I just, I think that's the reality. It would probably help your case if you could figure out how to win the Rose Bowl. You know. Um, Blue Maple, why is the Pac-12 okay with streaming? Well, I think they're okay with partial streaming, as they should be. Yeah. I think any deal you make today, the, streaming has to be a significant part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Th- there's no doubt. Streaming has to be a part of that. You know, we were talking about this before the show, like, yeah, what are the demos on YouTube or like if you look at the like you look at the growth of an ESPN plus we talked about this yesterday 
People were saying, oh, my God, ESPN's going bankrupt. Look at all the cord right, cutters. Right. Look at all the cord cutters. Well, look at all the cord cutters because, you know, that bottom number under February 2023 is 25.3 million new subscribers. Yeah, you know, and we were, we were doing homework on this, and, you know, it turns out the average age of a TV consumer in today's world is 55 years old, and the average YouTube viewer uh is 37 years old so you're talking about you know coming back down 20 years or so uh you know 22 years i guess that'd be and, yeah, and i dude. think that it's it's it, it's crazy to me because i feel like you know people still haven't figured out that hey like youtube is a prolific platform and i'm not just talking about like regular youtube like we're right we're like you're watching us right now I, I like this part of it, but YouTube TV as well. Like YouTube is, has gone from uh, like the article I was reading talked about how YouTube over the last five years has changed its reputation from being, you know, cat videos and random fail videos to now being a home for live streaming and like in all this different stuff, how to videos. And like, I mean, there's a million different things on YouTube, but the point is, is that YouTube is now, a hub for video content so basically the problem is is that people don't yet understand and when i say people i mean i mean like tv industry people who grew up you know and have spent 30 years in the tv world they have no idea about stream or about youtube or about apple tv or about any of this stuff that's not linear tv and i think that's the struggle and furthermore i would say based on the information we have and some of the conversations we've had, I think there's negative sentiment towards streaming as well. Like, hey, we would never do an all streaming deal. That would never happen. Well, that's that, in fact, that would be bad for our conference. Even though the money on linear that you're being offered is not gonna get the job done and would likely mean you would lose schools, you're still unwilling to do a heavy streaming deal. So to me, I just think at some point, there's gonna be a switch that gets flipped. I don't know when it is or when that's gonna happen, but at some point, these folks that grew up in the linear world are going to come around to streaming, and streaming is going to take over. I just don't know when that happens yet. But, I mean, you look at that stat that's on the screen. ESPN's making $430 million per quarter uh, but, 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 on streaming. But, wait, they're, they're laying people off. I mean, how could they be spending money? $430 million on ESPN+. Plus. And as a company, Disney makes five billion dollars a quarter on streaming fees a quarter not a year a i quarter. said five billion dollars a quarter so it's be insanity billion a year it's insanity and i know that hulu is really struggling and but i'm telling you guys if if you don't have streaming as a significant part of your portfolio i i don't know that you can call it a portfolio yeah i just don't think it is i mean again i i really do believe this streaming versus tv thing is a matter of comfort. I mean, it, it, it's just like anything else in life where where you're going to go and try and put deals together uh, on the platforms that you're comfortable with. And you're and you're the thing. The problem I have is is not even the idea that hey, they're more comfortable with TV versus streaming. But the problem I have is it's like okay, that's cool. You're uncomfortable with streaming, but you at least got to open your eyes a little bit and be open minded to the idea that streaming is here and you're missing oh, yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars by not including a big chunk of that in your deal and we haven't even started talking about the the context of the pac-12 situation so whether it is the pac-12 or whether it is you know this whole
going on in the streaming world about how YouTube TV is is stealing ad partners away from linear platforms with the NFL Sunday ticket that they now have acquired. And they're saying, okay, hey, by the way, big flag here. We have the 30-something that's bought a house and is in the prime earning years of their life, and you want those people. And by the way, we've got the most dominant TV package because we have the Sunday ticket. Like, come and advertise with us, and what do you know? Who the hell knew? The Dude. advertisers go and advertise with them. Yeah, I I, I just don't under the, – the hesitation to go all in on streaming, okay, I understand that. You're, we're in a game – you know, you're explaining to a client this morning, we're in the game of reach. Yeah. You know, and, and I think when you're the Pac-12, you need to get as much reach as you can while maximizing your revenues. So I understand why you would not want to go all in on streaming, but – if you're not going to have streaming be a significant piece of your reach, I think you're you're losing. Mm -hmm. I think you're losing, and I, I just I think they will look at the way you guys all watch TV. Do you guys realize that if I said to you, what is the most common way that people watch this show? Um, like on what device? Oh, well, their phone. Absolutely. You know. Okay. What is the second most common way people watch this show? On what device? Well, probably like a computer or something. You know, laptop, right? Tablet. No, it's a TV set. Oh. A smart TV. So think about the way that we all watch streams. I watch YouTube TV on a TV or a phone. Oh. I cannot tell you the last time I watched something live streaming on a computer. Bro, it's not called YouTube computer. It's called YouTube TV for a reason. Yeah, I just think it is, I, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm baffled by it. I am baffled by it. And now apparently we are having a BYU versus Utah argument. <laughs> how, do, how does this happen? How does this happen? Who started the firestorm in the chat? I want your name. How dare you? I'm telling you now. Utah fan and BYU fan, you got to figure it out because it is mystifying to me that Ute fans want to say, well, BYU hasn't been relevant. Okay, you and I both know BYU has been exceptionally relevant pretty much throughout their independence. Thanks. And you, you BYU fans like, oh, yeah, screw them. They're going to the Mountain West. Utah is not going to the Mountain West. And it's this is this is part of the problem about... You know, with, with sports talk these days, we go to this lowest common denominator yeah. of, oh, wow. No, there is no, oh, well. Is BYU a national championship contender? Absolutely not. Is Utah? Absolutely. They are a national championship contender. Is that like the finality? Is that the way it's always going to be? No. No, they're in different spots. And the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is powerful as Utah football is right now, BYU likely, likely is going to catch them a year or two, depending on how Kalani recruits. Because if you win the Big 12, let's say you win a Big 12 championship. Yeah. You have a seat at the table. It's, it's good to go. Yes. Expanded college football playoff. Like, you have a seat at the table. You are good to go. Like, it... it it's a two-way street, and I really just wish that people didn't have to be so goddamn irrational about, all, well, oh, man, this guy, 
Like, I love when sports fan is like, well, this guy sucks. <laughs> okay, so let me get this right. He plays in the NFL and he sucks. Or he plays in the NHL um, and he sucks. Um, it's um, a weak take, dude. Or he plays in major college football and he sucks. In fact, I'd say that's not even a take. That's not. It's just, it's weak as hell. I mean, saying a guy sucks is just, I mean, it might be the most surface level thing you could ever say. If you want to say the guy, you know, DeAndre Ayton can't catch a basketball, but, you know, he's a prolific offensive player. Okay, great. We can have that conversation. Well, and I think it's, I don't, I, I mean, that's a really good analogy, but it would be like saying, I want a really good chicken sandwich, so I'm going to go to McDonald's. Yeah. Because I mean, we all know you would only, for the best chicken sandwich, you're going to Super Chips. That's right, dude. Right? Like, I think we all know right. that. You guys, you guys see what I did there? Do you I, see I, us working here, dude? I, I worked it in um, so that, you you know, it, do, you guys like that I worked it in. Yeah. Uh, Super Chicks, we've talked about them on the show for a very long time. And now our friends uh, at Super Chicks on Riverdale Road, Nogden, and in St. George have stepped up to the plate to be one of our presenting sponsors of our summer contest mm -hmm. to go and join us for RSL and NYFC. On June 10th at America First Field, when Jake and I are going to hang out with you because you went to Big O Tires and got your your tire. You got brand new tires like Riley O'Brien did. You know, you, you went and got your oil changed like the, Lee Jensen. Lee Jensen, thank you. Lee's yeah. name went right out of my head. You're good. Uh, like Lee Jensen did. Yep. Right? Well, and a lot of you guys have been like, hey, I don't have the money to get an oil change. Okay. No problem. You absolutely have the money to go to Super Chicks where you know that they're all independently owned and operated, right? At Super Chicks, um, there's a couple of basics that I think you probably know already. Yeah. Um, you know, like it, uh, in Ogden on Riverdale Road and in St. George, it's a family. It's three brothers that own these stores and they're busting their tails to build a business and build the best chicken sandwich restaurants in the country. And by golly, they're doing it. I, I know the guys that own this store. Um, you know, you, you, have, you have just salt of the earth dudes. Yeah. Like they, you walk into the Riverdale Road store and you say, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. You're going to get a smile and a handshake. Hey, great. Thanks for coming in. What can we get for you? And you need to tell them, hey, Monty said the sliced pickles that you slice fresh in-house every day are a must-have. Which they are. They, they slice all of their produce, tomatoes, lettuce, pickles, in-house, fresh, every single day. All of their food is fresh. They only use the best ingredients, right? From chicken with no GMOs or hormones. like. And you're not getting thigh meat at Super Chicks. Yeah. The Super Chicks chicken breast is big, fat. It's chicken breast, baby. And it is really good. It is really good. Yes. You go in there, you get the chicken sandwich breaded, extra pickles, right? Now, you could be Jake. Jake, what's your order? What? I believe it's called the Bacavo. The Bacavo chicken sandwich. Why, Jake? Regular Why? fry, salt, you know, and then, of course, you got to go over to the sauce bar because that's the other thing with Super Chicks, right? Wait, They're wait, not... wait. No, no. You're not walking away from this unscathed. What do, you, what do you mean? You're not walking away from this unscathed. That it is the Bacavo Ranch, bro. Why? Why? Why Bacavo Ranch? What do you mean why? You get you get that supple chicken breast. You get avocado, ranch, bacon, tomatoes, tomato, 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 and lettuce. What what else is there to talk about? If I wanted 
No, I'm not doing it. You guys at Deluxe is where it's at. You walk into Super Chicks on Riverdale Road, Nogden, and you say, hey, Monty said I have to get a Deluxe. And you tell him, Monty said to get the Monty Special, which is a Deluxe and salt and pepper French fries. Period. Now, if you're, if you're a barbecue fan, get the cheesy barbecue. If you want to get crazy, get the Nashville hot, but I cannot personally vouch for your safety because your face will melt off. Like, I, that's probably too much. But you guys, like the Cordon Bleu? Bomb, dude. Dude. The Cordon Bleu is amazing. And usually, just so you guys know, for all you who are not familiar with Super Chicks. But you're not supposed to talk because you, you're, you're doing this whole Bacavo thing. Uh, okay, you make it no, out like nobody it's a wants, bad thing. Nobody it's wants a to hear from, Nobody wants to hear from you. Why? It's because it, it, at least get the Korean barbecue. Which is bomb. Get the kimchi, yeah. which is their specialty sandwich. You don't... Dude. Forgive me. Your girlfriend could get the bacavo, but us real men are over here getting a deluxe with extra pickle. Uh-huh. You guys, go to the Super Chicks in St. George or in Ogden on Riverdale Road and tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Snap a picture, tweet at me, put it on Instagram, and we're going to enter to you to win and to see us. You want to in- instantly win? Well, that's all about Big O Tires and American Fork. Yeah. We've got Lee, we've got Lee Jensen. We've got Riley O'Brien. Like, you guys, you realize we're only down to seven tickets now. Yeah. Half of the tickets are gone. Already. They're gone. Seven tickets left. And we're under 30 days now. We are way under 30 days now by a whole day. Because RSL versus NYFC at America First Field is June 10th. So, Tanner, get your ass off the front runner and into one of these spots. And what I'm telling you is we want to hang out with you guys. We're going to have a specialty T-shirt. That is going to be yeah, everybody who wins is going to get a specialty Monty Show T-shirt. No, well, I thought you said you weren't doing a merch drop. I lied. Sue me. Well, don't. Uh, anyway, Brett Favre, take it easy. Take it easy. The point is, go into Big O Tires, and it's not just about tires at Big O Tires and American Ford. Yeah, you guys know they do alignments. Sure, they do tires, but they do tune-ups, transmissions. They're doing my tint next Tuesday. Yeah, super excited to get my tint done there. Oil changes, top off your fluids, alignments, tire rotations, anything to do with your car. You got a check engine light, big O tires, and American Fork. Mm-hmm. You got a noise, and you know those deadly noises that you just can't figure out, big O tires, and American Fork. By the way, are your brakes squeaking? Big O tires, and American Fork. You go in there, you spend money at big O tires, and American Fork, just like that. Boom. You're going to the RSL match with us. Boom. You don't have to qualify, you don't have to enter to win. You go into Big O Tires and American Fork, spend money, you're in with us. You want to enter to win? You go, the only way to enter to win now is you go to Super Chicks on Riverdale Road, Nogden, or in St. George. Boom, entered to win. Boom. It's that simple, guys. The best chicken sandwich in the country, the best car care in the country. We hooked you guys up. Uh, Dallin, whoa. Uh, Let's see, Dallin Sproles. Can we just get tickets themselves? Sure, go buy them. Go buy tickets to the match. Absolutely. RSL's a lovely Doesn't organization. Doesn't get you into the Zag Club, but, you know. Doesn't get you into the Zag Club, which is where we're going to take you. Have you. Do you guys know what the Zag Club is? Have you guys seen the Zag Club? Dude, it's, it's freaking phenomenal. Uh, the Zag Club is at the midfield mark. And not only do you get a great seat inside or outside. No, no. Not only do you get a gourmet meal, all-you-can-eat buffet style, Eat and drink, alcohol is excluded. So let me get this right. All the food I want, all the drink I want, great seats, 
Oh, and we're going to take you on the field for a pregame experience. Yeah. You guys. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's what you... So, yeah, absolutely, Dallin. You want to go buy tickets and join us? Sure, absolutely. But you want that gourmet meal? You got to go to Super Chicks to enter to win. You want to make sure that you get into the Zag Club with us? You got to go to Big O Tires and American Four. That's right. It's that simple, man. Pretty straightforward, my friends. By That's the way, how don't we roll. Don't forget to take a picture while you're there. Because if you go and you do it and you don't have proof that you did it, did you really do it? Yeah, I that no, no, it didn't. Uh, Brandon Butler, I may have a uh, scarf for you, Monty. Wow. Well, okay. Well, well. Rick Olson says thanks for supporting small businesses. It's all we do on this show. Dude, we the are guys huge Super believers. Are in awesome, it. man. They are, and I think the Super Chicks guys, you know, again, they're a family business. We, we've we met all of them. The brothers are fantastic. Their dad works in the stores with them. You know, and they've picked up this store in St. George. They are going to be opening more stores in Utah and Davis County. I think they're also working on a spot in Weber County. Like, they're all about Utah. They're all about giving back to the community. I, you know, frankly, frankly, when we were in the Riverdale store. Okay, I don't mean to cut you off. Gary's already gone to Super Chicks right now. I'm not really? even kidding right now. Get out of here. Swear on my life, dude. My guy. All right, there you go, Gary. Gary's in, dude. Or Gary's, Gary's entered, entered to, to win. win. Yeah. But, you know, the cool thing about the guys that own Super Chicks is up on, uh, we went up to see them on their Riverdale Road store, and they must have bought 10 people dinner just to do it. Because they're like, oh, hey, thanks for coming in. And they're like, oh, we love chicken sandwiches. And we've never been here before. Like, it's unbelievable, you guys. Yeah. It really is. It really is unbelievable to see, um, you know, what, what people are doing. Let's see. Jet Wayman. It gives us $5. Going to Big O Tire and American Fork. So there will be one less ticket, hey, people. Let's go. Let's go, Let's Jet. go, That's Jet. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Brady Cook says Super Chicks is the best chicken in Utah. That's right. Super Chicks in St. George or Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden. Two yeah. very specific locations. If you're in the GZ, go see my guys at Super Chicks. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Huge difference. Jet, what are you getting done, bro? Yeah, Jet Wayman, who says he's going to Big O Tire tomorrow. What are you getting done? Jeremy Callahan says, Tanner, you heard uh, backtrack on the merch drop, and now he's on hold with the advocates. Well... You know? No, he's probably on hold with Rafiki. Wow. Did you just break your mic stand? I didn't break it. It's been loose for like a week. Okay, I heard that about her. Wow. Uh, Truck Stop wow. Gumby tweets pictures of chicken. Absolutely. Absolutely. Salty Victor's the way says, hey, guys. Hey, hey, guys. Guys, 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 you guys. Know, Dallin Sproul, I'll buy some lights at Big O Tires and American Fork. Hmm. Might be worth it. Might be. Dude, I'm telling you, the Zag Club, I, I've never personally stepped foot in the Zag Club, but the pictures and the little oh, virtual tour we got, it dude. looks incredible. Oh, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'm a huge soccer fan, so yeah. it's going to be great. D-Rock Irish, what's up, my guy? I heard from a parent whose daughter attends USC that the student store, uh, Trojan Hoodies going for $275 after tax, almost $300. Bro, what are you talking about, dude? Who's paying $300 for a, a hoodie? I'm not. That's insane. Uh, Jansen, does a pick of a receipt work? Sure it does. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, it depends what you're talking about. I mean, if you go to if you go to Super Chicks, just take a picture of your food, bro. Yeah, take a picture of your food, yeah. man. It's all good. It is all good. Look at you guys getting excited for chicken sandwiches. Yeah, dude. Go get it, bro. Uh, Victor's the way. Says, oh, uh, Victor's the way. How is Paige, Jake? Excellent. Excellent. 
doing well. Jansen, my girlfriend needs her brights fixed. Maybe I'll surprise her. There hey. you go. Cougar tracks. Chicks and beers. Chicks and bucked up. That's right. That's chicks right. and bucked up. That's right. Chicks <laughs> and bucked up. Uh, the Zag Club is with it, Brandon Butler says. Let's go. Uh, Gary says, Riverdale Super Chicks is around the corner from my work. Let's, Let's go. go. See, that's how Gary got Let's in already, go. bro. That's how Gary got in already. Let's go. Truck Stop Gumby, as if Nike doesn't sell USC hoodies for 70 bucks. Yeah, but, but $70 it's at is the palatable, bookstore. Dude. Yeah, but it's at the bookstore. It's different. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, you're on campus and stuff. It's brawny. Blue Maple says Oilers versus Vegas Golden Knights. Dude, do not get me started on this. Yeah, dude's all pissed off. I'm I'm serious. Like this situation with Alex Petrangelo, yeah. like double axe handle style on Leon Dreisaitl. And if you don't know who Leon Dreisaitl is, he, in my opinion, is the best player in the NHL. I, I don't, I, I watch a ton of hockey and at least right now, until Connor Bedard puts on a Blackhawk jersey, Leon Dreisaitl's the... Okay, I'll stop. Leon Dreisaitl's the best player in the NHL. Yeah. And to overhand chop him like that, and that happened last night in what was a chippy game to be sure. Yeah. I don't know if Toronto, Florida was pretty chippy as well, but Darnell Nurse got, got a one-game suspension, and Jay Woodcroft, the uh, head coach... Got a $10,000 fine because they say that Nurse instigated a fight in the last five minutes of the game, which by rule means he's suspended. Yeah, That series has been chippy. But if you do not protect Leon Dreisaitl, and by the way, ESPN is saying that Dreisaitl or Petrangelo will only be fined for the Dreisaitl incident. Yeah, that's... Get out of here. Totally So frustrating. Uh, Rick Olson... Does Super Chicks have a spicy sandwiches? Oh, and how? Oh, yeah, how? dude. They have a, uh, I believe it's a uh, buffalo. Nashville hot. Oh, yeah, that one too, yeah. Buffalo They have ranch. a buffalo ranch. Yes. I'm not a spicy guy at all. I am not. But the Bacavo Ranch is clearly the best. You're out of your freaking mind. Do you at least get a breaded chicken breast? Kiss my Yes, of course. By the way, the black and Cajun sandwich is also pretty good for spicy. They have several spicy options. Yeah. I am telling you that you want to go deluxe. And when I say um, deluxe, you can actually get a chicken slider, which essentially is a chicken tender on a biscuit with pickles. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. But the deluxe sandwich, tell them, hey, Monty said I need a deluxe sandwich with extra pickles. Boom. By the way, the other thing with Super Chicks, I know we got to get on to sports here, but one of my favorite things that they do is they use custard instead of ice cream in their yes. shakes, and the custard is just bomb, dude. And when you dip their chicken tenders oh. in their custard. Oh, dude. Please. So good. Please, dude. I'm so, good. so bricked up And right if you're now. really adventurous and you're a fan of pickle, their pickle chips are bomb. Dude, I'm telling you, you can't go wrong there, dude. That's why we wanted to bring him on the showroom. We've been, and we've talked about him a lot. Super Chicks, the only two locations that will get you into the RSL match are Riverdale Road in Ogden and the GZ in St. George. And you got it. Pictures or it didn't happen. Bottom line. Yep. Pictures or it didn't happen. Couple more real quick. Um, Connor Cole, since he just dropped the renderings for their new indoor facility, and boys, does the Big 12 money look like a lot better than the AAC money? Well, to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's going to have to 
I think Cincinnati is going to be one of the programs that struggles. I really do think they're, it's going to be, uh-huh. dude. Uh, Taylor Smith. Oh, whoa. Comment dump. Taylor Smith, chicken in the custard. Oh, bro. Oh, it's so good, dude. Oh. Yeah, so good. Dude, it's, it's crazy. Um, let's see. Who is BYU exactly for all the hate? What, yeah, why do people dislike BYU? I, I, I truly do not understand it. I really don't. But, hey, by the way, Connor Cole, thanks for the $10. Thank you. I appreciate you. that. And good luck to Cincinnati. I mean, it never going to happen. It, it, it's just oh, not. Cincinnati. Anyway, by the way, speaking of food, dude, next week on this show with Papa Murphy's Pizza, look out. Bro, we have got the goods. Look out. We have got a major hookup for you um, next week on the show. But that doesn't mean that you want to wait for the marinara meatball. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. I'm telling you, dudes, Papa Murphy's Pizza is where it's at. We tell you all the time, you get that smoker at Barbecue Pit Stop. Put the pellets in, plug it into the wall, hit ignite, drop the pizza on the, on the, on the grill, walk away for 25 minutes, come back out, and just absolutely... Boom. I mean, make sure, make sure that you're in a private place because you're going to be excited. Because yeah! you pull that pizza off of that Traeger smoker, good night now. Good night now. And that's what I love about Papa Murphy's. Take and bake. You order it through their mobile app. You use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase. You walk in the front door at the time that you determine. So if you order it right now at 4 o'clock Mountain Time, and you say, hey, I want to pick it up at 622. It'll be on the to-go rack at 622. You walk in, grab it, walk out, get to the crib. You want to put it in the oven? Do it. You want to put it in the toaster oven? Do it. You want to put it on the grill? Do it. It's super easy, but make sure that you get the take and bake chocolate chip cookies. You will not. You will thank me. Yeah, you will. I'm a, I'm a believer that you will. And listen, I don't take cash. Well, I do take cash tips. That's a lie. Uh, I mean, if you just come back and give me cash, that'll it's be all about the tips, you know, because you will you will you will be amazed at how good that is. Papa Murphy's Pizza promo code Monty 25 to save 25 percent off your purchase of twenty five dollars or more. Uh, and we do have a massive, massive deal with them next week. Uh, let's see. Anna Pavelko says Skyline Chili sucks. <laughs> Anna, welcome to the show. I mean, that's a hell of an entrance. That's a hell of an entrance. You know. Um, why are we still arguing? You got? Are we really arguing about BYU? I, I don't get it. Uh, Royal Blue Saguaro. Custard is fire. Yes, Facts. it is. Facts, dude. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Uh, Greg Romano. Says BYU definitely has a Utah market and more. BYU fans worldwide, as well as thousands of rabid Utah fans who watch hoping the Cougars will lose. I think that in the state of Utah, I, I, I believe that there are far more BYU fans. 
I think that both have large fan bases, BYU and Utah. I think Utah fans and BYU fans travel exceptionally well. I mean, you saw the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I mean, what more is there? Um, you look at the way that BYU traveled through the Pac-12 the last couple of years, phenomenal. Uh, you look at BYU and Notre Dame in Las Vegas, phenomenal. Um, I mean, there's just no... Look, I understand that you, as a Utah fan, you are almost bred in your DNA. And however that you decide that that was given to you... Hugh Janus. ...is up to you. But as a Utah fan, you hate BYU. Kiss my you do, and I get it, but you respect BYU because there's no doubt that what BYU has done for the last 10 years is remarkable. That's the bottom line. You know the funny thing? I could say the exact same thing for Witt and the Utes. What Kyle Whittingham and Utah have done in the last 10 years is nothing short of remarkable. The dynasty is not over. To, 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 to have that much adversity early in the Pac-12 you know, growth cycle, um, you know, to go from the original BCS buster now to back-to-back conference championships, uh, to go to the Rose Bowl two years in a row is nothing short of sensational. Mm-hmm. And it just, I, I guess because it's May 11th, I'm just not here for it yet. Yeah. I'm not ready for it yet. Uh, Anna also says BYU has a bigger fan base than Utah. Probably. Probably. Connor Cole, if y'all like food, I'll send some Skyline Chili. Won't be as good as in the store. But you can. <laughs> That's why Anna said that. Ah, okay, now I'm with you, Anna. Uh, Bob Holsey, I can't tell you if BYU is greater than Utah, but I can tell you which one is making more media rights in 25, 26, 27, 28. Well, that'd be right now. It'd be BYU. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. BYU. CKS. BYU has the BYU market, not the Utah market. I disagree. Yeah. That's a casual take. If you're saying that you don't live in Utah, and you don't I think know about BYU Utah. is, and, and we talk to a lot of people every day. And I think here in Utah, especially, the church plays a huge role in that. Yeah, I think a lot of BYU fans just chill. They they don't feel a need to get involved in the rivalry. You know, they don't feel a need to to be outlandish with it. And I think that there are certainly a ton of BYU fans who are in your face about it. But I just think that. You know, there's a lot of people who who are BYU fans who you never hear from. Absolutely. Jeremy Callahan, I am wearing a Papa Murphy's hat at this very moment. Hail to the Murph. Let's go, baby. Well, if we don't have video or pictorial yeah, can proof I get a, of Can that. I get a picture, bro? Can you DM me a picture on Instagram, yeah, man? Yeah, get in the Jake's DMs. Construction work says all this BYU talk only shows we don't need Utah. Wow. Wow. Uh, Brady <coughs> Cook, Utah can't even win the Rose Bowl. Have, wait, is BYU, BYU won the Rose Bowl? How many times? <laughs> at least Utah went to the Rose Bowl. See, like, I love that argument. Well, hey, man, look at those jerks and up on the hill. I mean, they're savages. They can't even win the Rose Bowl. Well, they've been two years in a row. Well, I'd rather not go. If I'm going to lose, I'm not going. I'd rather go and lose. I'd Because that means you're Pac-12 champions two years in a row. I, I, the, well, they didn't even win the Rose Bowl argument, Brady. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not here for it. Uh, Travis says Papa Murphy's is coming out with a Victor pizza. So that's the big news. Victor's that must be it. That must be it. Uh, construction worker says BYU has a better overall resume, guys. Do they, though? Mm, I don't know about that, bro. Mm. 
Big 12 helps them, but I'm not ready to say they have a Look, better Look, I love the fact that BYU has a national championship in 1984, but is that not equaled by Utah being the original BCS buster? Probably not. Okay, outright, okay. The argument's there for the taking. But you look at recruiting, you look at coaching, you look at development, you look at bowl games, you look at... I mean, it's awfully difficult to argue with what Utah's done. Now, would it be nice if they went out of conference games? Sure. Sure it would. Should they have, should they have beaten, um, you know, should, should they have beaten Florida last year? Yeah. They should have. But There's they an, didn't. They didn't. They should have. Uh, Kurt Myers, hello. Howdy, people listening while on the jet to Puerto Rico. Has the pack turned and do the Jazz have enough capital to draft Volkswagen? The pack is not turned. Victor's the way. Connor Cole, skyline is life. Nuff said. <laughs> hey, man, beans are the musical f- fruit. Uh, the tile king of Utah, Jet Wayman. How about uh, Golden State getting the dub? Jet, dude, bro, don't get too high on your horse, man. And I'm a Golden State guy, bro. What game did I pick? By the way, I told you the Lakers are going to win that game. Which way did I go on that game? Yeah. I think I told you you can't bet against Golden State at home. Hmm. Have to go back and check. Uh, Cougar tracks. Utah fans just can't let it go. Nope. Jeff uh, Barnes says, Brent, sometimes you need to walk away. Ooh. I don't know what that means. Greg Romano, uh, Monty provides a voice of reason in a world of vociferous discourse. Vociferous. Vociferous discourse. Do you like the way I just spit that out? Uh, Okay. Stop. Boom. Out of here. Stop it. Uh, you are not <laughs> construction worker. Utah would lose to Tulane, man. No, actually, nah. USC lost to Tulane. Just all person Tennessee. Jeremy Callahan and those things you just said make me so confused. Why Utah fans don't want to be in the Big Twelve, where all the all those things matter. Yeah, I'm with you, Michael Peck. BYU hasn't played in a major bowl game in twenty something years. Better resume, truth. You can't refute that. Cannot nope. refute that. Nope. Can't do it. Uh, Scott Reed, really don't have a problem with Utah in the Big 12. My only concern is if they do not want to be there initially, they will be uh, a longtime member. Well, I don't think there's any evidence that Utah doesn't want to be there. I think that Utah is in a position where they feel like they're a better fit in the Pac-12. Can you blame them for that? Isn't this just wow. love it or list it, but in like, Football terms. I think, can you blame them for that's a dangerous-ass question because some people are going to go right to, well, you know, yeah, because they don't have a media deal and the media deal they're going to get is going to be trash and it's not going to be a good situation. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't see that. The problem is that they don't care as much about sports. They're an educational conference. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and it's awfully tough with with BYU losing to, like, Liberty last year. I I mean, BYU had a very tough year last year. Yeah, BYU was frustrating as hell last year. They they very much were. But change was required. So what did did Kalani Sataki do? Well, he made significant change. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when I say significant change, good Lord. Yeah. Like, everything changed. So I I just – I think what – I think – what people fail to understand in Utah is that both of these football teams and what Weber did last year was freaking amazing too. Mm-hmm. You look at what UVU did in basketball. Like you have, if you're in the state of Utah, you have an athletic renaissance happening. 
And, and it's just never good enough. Uh, construction work is screaming. How is Utah unique? Where do I start? Um, I think academically they are absolutely unique. Um, I think that their culture is unique. I think that their football program and the things they've done and the way they do it, absolutely unique. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can keep going from the depth of their athletic program. I think the the passion in their fan base. Um, I I just I think that Utah is one of the most unique unique institutions I've ever been around. Yeah, and I think every institution is unique, and I think Utah has their own story just like everyone else does. How are they not unique is probably a better question. Yeah. Uh, Blue Maple, Utah can't beat non-Pac-12 teams. Well, BYU can't beat East Carolina or Liberty. Yeah. So, like, are, are we... And what good is winning the Pac-12 if you can't win anything after that? There's no point. You know, I, I just don't understand. I... I I don't, understand, I don't understand the lack of respect for either school. But again, I guess that's what powers the rivalry, right? Yeah, that's like, what fandom's about, dude. Being, being just so outlandish with it, you know. That's yeah. what it's about. Hero75 gives us a $5 tip. Thank you very much. I personally think Utah hopes that the big will take them over some ACC teams. They may sell themselves dirt cheap to get in the, if the pack falls apart. I think there is no such thing as selling yourself dirt cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's not real. That's precisely why they don't have a TV deal, because they're not going to sell themselves cheap. Why would you? Yeah. Now, I, I just think with Utah, and I've said this repeatedly, and I'll say it again. I completely understand and actually agree with Utah wanting to stay in the Pac-12, just like every other of the 10 members that want to stay there as well. There's not a member of the Pac-12 that's anxious to leave. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that people won't grasp onto. And I think when you're talking about the money, I think the biggest issue is that George is going to show up with a, the final framework. And, you know, it was explained to me the other day that it's not really George out there trying to get the best deal possible. They all know what cards are on the table. Right. They're trying to find a way to integrate ESPN with a stream partner. <coughs> and ESPN outside of Amazon makes that very difficult because their priority is ESPN Plus. As it should be. As it should be. As you would expect it to yes. be. Yes. And the issue is that ESPN's not going to go past what our sources say is $90 million. Why would they? There's no reason for them to do that. And, and I think the hard part for Pac-12 fans to digest is you're not bringing 5 million people to the TV. Mm -hmm. You're not bringing 3 million people to the TV. You're bringing eight or 900,000 to the TV. Right. And, that, and I think that number shrinks if you start looking at what likely matchups will be a year from now when USC and UCLA are not in this league. If we assume the other 10 members stay, there's a lot of holes in that schedule. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of holes. And when... Utah or Oregon are on by. Dude, there's a whole lot of holes in that schedule. Yeah. When Washington's on a bye, there's holes in the schedule. You will never, I think, as a 10-team league, see Oregon and Washington have the same bye week. How can you? How can you? I, I don't, I would not, I, that would be untenable. I mean, I literally think it's, I mean, you, it's impossible for you to do that. I mean, you just, there's no, Oregon State and Stanford's not getting the job done. Yeah. I totally agree. I just, hmm. 
I don't know what you do with that. Uh, Bob Holsey, is Salt Lake City getting an MLB team? I doubt it. Heavily doubt it. And if they do, it will be no time soon. You know, Anna, um, is Salt Lake City getting an NHL team? I highly doubt it. And if they do, it will be no time soon. I think Tampa is probably in the best spot with that new stadium to get an MLB team. So I think that's really what it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, I think Ryan Smith is working his ass off to get an NHL team here. I think that's what he wants, but I don't know that that happens. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see exactly how that all plays out. I really do. Uh, Stutters. Stutters says the pack will figure it out just like the Big 12 did. It looked bleak for the Big 12 for a hot second after the Oklahoma Texas news to the SEC dropped. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, that you was go so back different, to dude. you go back to to I don't know, Texas A&M, Missouri, like I mean, they've this is not new to the Big 12. I think the thing that scares you is if we're going to compare it to the Big 12, who is who's on par with with BYU to add to the Pac-12. <laughs> I'm being serious. Yeah, the the issue is is you can't like that point right there, that's an issue. Secondarily, I think the other issue is is your depth in the conference is way better in the Big 12 than it is in the Pac-12. I mean, I'm taking Baylor and TCU and, you know, uh Oklahoma State. Like I'm taking those teams over Stanford and Cal and like I am. There's not a P5 team to add. Yeah. There just isn't. So when you talk about, hey, well, Texas and Oklahoma left just the same way SC and UCLA did. Yeah, that's true. But SC and UCLA were the whole conference. And but, but again, just in those names, Texas, Oklahoma, Colorado, Nebraska. Like, think about the teams who have left Missouri, Texas A&M. Yeah. And they survived because they were able to add larger P5 brands. But now you've added BYU, and then you had to add Cincinnati and UCF and Houston. Well, now the climate doesn't allow for that. Because if you add San Diego State, who's paying for that? Right. If you add Fresno State or Colorado State, who's paying for that? I have no idea. Because ESPN and Fox aren't paying for that. Right. Like you don't have a BYU caliber institution to add to the conference, which in my opinion doubles and triples the depth of your despair because you're going to have trouble leveraging that because again, you know like and it's funny, I guess we have theme days on this show. I'm telling you. The Pac-12 has no vision. Yes. The Pac-12 has no vision. They can't envision an era where they're not the conference of champions. <clears throat> <laughs> when the real problem is they were never the conference of champions, right? They've tried to hang that moniker on ESPN's neck and say, give me $400 million, conference of champions. Well, do you guys, do you think you have enough TV audience? Conference of champions. Like, like okay, that's cool. Hey, by the way, we need Los Angeles, conference of champions. Like, what does that mean? You can keep throwing that out there. But really what it means is we don't have another answer because we don't know our brand. We don't have a value position. And there's not a P5 team that we can add that is going to help, you know, buoy the conference revenue stream. That's the reality of that situation. Yeah, that's straight facts. B BYU 
was the brand that you needed, but you didn't want the goddamn Mormons. Facts. Will somebody tell the Mormons to stop calling? In God's name, image, and likeness. God damn it, I got their voicemails and obviously I'm not interested. Right, I mean, will Hello. you- Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. Probably should have called Joseph Smith back. When Joey calls, you probably should have called him back. Hello, we are not available now. Right, like you should have, you should have invited BYU, but your arrogance would not allow you to do that. Arrogance and pride. Not, hey, look, those guys don't play on Sundays. I'm out, bro. Okay, Big Twelve kind of figured that out, didn't they? Mm. And now you're in a situation where BYU, and I know that that Utah fans and a lot of other fans don't want to hear it. BYU is the prize of this class now. <laughs> That's the that was the member ad that likely likely close the deal for for a new big 12 tv deal i mean it, it is just no getting around it the relationship that tom homo built um with espn you talk you want to talk about I mean, vision dude tom homo's got vision I, I mean everything from scheduling to understanding why the espn contract would be of significance in in expansion or in trying to get into one of these conferences understanding that you know, they needed to win some games and needed to build the brand up to a point where the Big 12 would recognize them. Like, you have vision. And not having vision might be the worst thing to happen to someone. Not being able to see, okay, we're here. We're in this place. And and we need to get, we're at A, and, and we really need to get to B to be able to go and do whatever we want to do. So, so what are our options to get there? And not being able to see those options and not being able to understand that that linear is dying and streaming is is growing and alive and well, not recognizing that is absolutely kneecapping the Pac-12. And I think whether you look at yes. BYU, whether you look like like BYU and ESPN, perfect example, guarantee you, guarantee you, Tom Homo and the boys over at ESPN had conversations about, hey, this is where ESPN's at, and this is where we're going. The stream side, ESPN Plus, is going to be the dominant side, and you guys need to understand that and be okay with that. And it's like, yeah, that's cool, man. That's totally fine. We just want to be on ESPN every single week. Yep. So a million people can watch our damn games, and sometimes that'll balloon up to a million and a half. Like, I mean, it's just not that difficult to understand. The Monty Show, as always, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. I was involved in a hit-and-run accident. My chiropractor recommended me to the Advocates. They completely took care of everything. Now that my case has been settled, I feel like I can go back to my normal life, all thanks to the Advocates. TheAdvocates.com, UtahAdvocates.com, or you never pay the advocates until they win your case. And again, guys, they do a great job with Workman's Comp. And I know the weather out here is beautiful. My wife is training for a triathlon, which makes me incredibly nervous. That means she'll be on her bicycle all summer. Hey, man, if something happens, and it's almost inevitable at this point that, you know, like the way that our roads work. Did you guys see that Utah is one of the top states for road rage? It's wild, dude. It's wild. Quite the experience this morning. Jesus. When you get into those situations, it's the advocates. They've dealt with this. They've been there. They understand the situation. And you have nothing to lose by chatting with an attorney live online for free right now at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Michael Pack. The Pack shouldn't and couldn't have got TCU uh, and BYU a long time ago. Could have and should have. 
gotten TCU and BYU. Complete incompetence and arrogance by the pack. Well, the TCU thing really hurts. Yeah, I, I think, look, if you're trying to make a case about, about you know, what did, what did he say here? Incompetence and arrogance. It's not about teams they should have added or not added. I mean, you can try and make that argument, but the reality is, you know, the the, the incompetence and arrogance portion is all about your your P and L sheet and your paying, lack of paying ability. rent in downtown San Francisco yeah, for like, all those years, like all the flights, all the rent, all the all the just just total arrogance to the fact that. You were falling behind. I mean, again, let's not forget like where this conference was when it was the Pac-10 and Pete Carroll and Reggie Bush. Like, don't forget just how damn good this conference was. Yet here we are talking about this conference potentially not existing. It's crazy. That's wild. It's crazy. I don't think it happens. I don't. Uh, Moth Prof. Point being, BYU was additive. Otherwise, Big Twelve is at twenty-seven million. And Pat could have been uh, poaching more Big 12 schools, TCU and Houston. Well, I don't think Houston was ever not going to the Big 12. Yeah. I think the interesting argument is the geographic one for the Pac-12. Is Tulane too far? Is Tulane too far out of your way? And my answer is, yeah, I think it is. I think you you look at Tulane academically, financially, Tulane's a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Not a good fit or, uh, no, they're a perfect fit, right? I mean, they're elite academically. They're AAU. They're everything you want. But I, I've i been told there's a lot of presidents in the Pac-12 who don't want to go past Texas, mm. who don't want to go further east than Texas. Mm. And I think that's why you're hearing about Rice and SMU. And I think the tough part is, you know what? I, I, I think when you talk about Houston or TCU, I think the Pac-12 had an opportunity at both of them and didn't do it. And it's not really ever, you know, we talk about officiating all the time. It's not the calls you do make. It's the ones you don't. Yeah, that's so true. You should have added BYU if you're the Pac-12. Facts. And the most ardent Pac-12 supporter cannot even argue that. Yeah. I I mean, mean, see, again, though, this vision thing about geography, like, if you just said, okay, well, you're going to add Tulane, which is in the Louisiana market space. Louisiana. Okay, I understand. That's a bit farther than Texas. Totally get it. But it's not like you're talking about, like, Maine or Massachusetts far. Like, it's just on the other side of Texas, right? Like, it's not like, you know, Arizona's got a 10-hour flight to get to Tulane. You know, it's, what, three hours probably? Four hours maybe? You know, like, so I don't necessarily buy that that it's it's just the travel. I mean, sure, it's something to consider, but, but what I— Honest to God, what I what I think they look at is okay. Do they check the academic box? Yeah, sure. Tulane checks the academic box. Absolutely. Would they be a a a, a an addition uh, that has an impact? Would would that if if we said tomorrow, hey, we added Tulane, would that set the world on fire? Well, I don't know. Yeah, Tulane beat USC, sure. But is Tulane really like that? You know, as the commenter said, quote additive. I, I mean. I guess, but they're not, they're definitely not BYU with an ESPN contract. They're definitely not, you know, Houston or like, you're not hearing about Tulane being top 10 in basketball or, you know, football. Like that. So I don't know. That's why I say, like, I think the Pac-12 is behind the curve here. But I, I think that's why the TCU BYU Houston discussion is so harsh. Yeah. Because I, I just don't think you have a way. The question now is what does the Pac-12 do from here to secure its future? 
And the answer is I don't know because I, yeah. I think you're going to have a tough time getting over $20 million in a TV deal. Well, it kind of feels like they have to, they have to make a choice between uh, two bad propositions. I mean, that's kind of what you're talking about here where it's like, okay, we know ESPN's number. All right, great. Okay, so what's the streaming option that is willing to work with ESPN? Well, we know it's not Amazon. And we, know, we definitely know it's not going to be Apple because that doesn't work. So, so how, like, how are we going to do that? And that's why I've been such a proponent of like YouTube or, you know, well, I don't think it'll be Apple full stop. Like Apple, in my opinion, I don't believe that the PAC 12 would do a grant of rights where Apple has the entire dealio. I just don't think they, that but the problem is, is Apple wants the whole dealio. Apple yeah, wants I, all I think if games. Apple said today, give us, give us your, you know, three best football games on a weekly basis and we'll go from there. Yeah, I think absolutely the Big 12 or the Pac-12 would do that. Right. And if that number was $200 million for your top three football games, I think that you would do that. And then I think you would try to make a deal with ESPN for your 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 one game. And yeah. I don't think ESPN would buy that. Mm. Okay, well, let's say your top two games go to Apple TV. Yeah. And your other two games go to ESPN. I think you Best. could probably do that. Here's the problem, though. Is that $25 million a year? Because I think that's what you're going to have to get to keep teams in. If you're getting know. game three and four, are you paying $90 million for game three and four if you're ESPN? No. I think you're probably not. And by the way, if you're Apple and you're paying for games one and two and you're paying $150 million a year, are you, if you are Apple, going to allow ESPN to stream? That's going to be tough. Why would you? That's like, what I'm saying. Like, like, it just doesn't, but that's my point. Like, see, this is my point, right? If you're the Pac 12, aren't you just deciding between the lesser of two evils or two situations, if you will? I mean, like, like, hey, <clears throat> option A is crappy and option B is crappier. Which one works better for us? I mean, that's the unfortunate situation. That's why I say when we start talking about like ignorance or incompetence or, you know, uh, uh, being prideful. That's this situation is a direct result of that. BYU's got nothing to do with that. I mean, you may still have been in this position if you had added BYU, but I'm inclined to think that, okay, if you had added BYU, you'd have a great relationship with ESPN. Mm -hmm. And I have to think if you had a great relationship with ESPN, USC probably wouldn't be in the Big Ten. UCLA wouldn't be in the Big Ten. And we wouldn't be talking about, you know, the four corners, or we wouldn't be talking about well, you that's know, true. Oregon that's... and Washington. or You know what I mean? Like, And yeah. that's why I say, like, you just misstep so many times that I just I almost am comfortable saying it's impossible for you to to rectify this thing long term and keep everybody. You you may keep them for you know three four more seasons or something, but I just don't see this conference lasting in this particular setup for like the next twenty five years. I don't buy that. Hey, big shout out to Maury Alvarez. He gifted five memberships uh, uh, to the program today. Let's go, our favorite Floridian. Maury Alvarez, we appreciate you doing that. By the way, we have failed you miserably on this. Um, and that is because uh, it is Thursday. And right. today is uh, gifting day here on the show. Let's go. On Thursday, you know, we always try to get 100 memberships gifted. Yes, which seems like a lot, but it's actually not that many. It's actually not. It's yeah. 10 people giving 10 memberships. Um, so if you would like to participate, please knock yourself out. Maury already gave us five Yeah. Uh, on the show. That means to go, bro. 95 to go. So if you guys are so inclined, 
um, please do hit the uh, hit the dollar box at the bottom. Um, and let's uh, let's get you uh, giving away some memberships there. Appreciate that. Um, or if you guys would like, you can give super chats as well. Uh, salty drunk, Monty is awake uh, is awake to my attempts to derail college football. We'll get to the NBA in 29 minutes, Dude, man. Dude, I have some strong opinions on DeAndre Ayton. Dude, NBA is going to be ripped. Uh, let's see. Rowdy every point. Do they read super chats? Who's they? I'm guessing us. Oh, do we? Well, yeah. Anytime somebody gives us money, absolutely we read your super chats. Yeah. Victor's the way. Uh, uh, what time is Monty makes Vegas money? Victor's Com- the way. Coming up in 58 notice, minutes. Notice he said, what time is Monty makes Vegas money? By the way, Monty was correct last night, jackass. Let's go. I, I, I need an apology. Jackass. Jackass. I warned you about Golden State. I warned you. Uh, Teddy Wayman. Uh-oh, time to pull it out. Giving five memberships. Let's go. Bada boom, bada bing, baby. Appreciate you, Jet Wayman, the towel king of Utah. If you need some phenomenal uh, towel work done, make sure you find Jet Wayman. to go. Um, Gabriel, who's been a member for uh, two months, says, Howdy, Monty, whoever gifted me uh, yesterday, thanks. See, it's a... It's a big incestuous community of giving. Pay it forward, bro. You got gifted. Do one. Just do one. Kurt Myers, pizza, smoker, legal debacle, and bucked off power drinks. Pay the bills. Go program. Let's go, baby. That's what I'm saying. Hell yeah. Uh, let's see. Program. I sent one and it wasn't red. Rowdy every point. When did you send? Did you send one today? Uh, when did you send one, bro? I don't. Rowdy every point at 427. Okay, so we just missed it. That's our so bad. That's like five minutes ago. Let's see. Uh, I, it here? did not indicate. There it is right there. Uh, Big 12 needs to be ruthless and get Utah, Colorado, and both Arizona schools. Also would strongly consider adding Navy and Air Force for football only. Uh, I think Air, Force can, yeah. is a very, Air Force is an interesting one. I just think Air Force does almost nothing for a value. Yeah. Nothing of value. So I think that would be very difficult. I think there is no such thing as being ruthless. Yeah, the Big Twelve is not in the the driver's seat on who leaves the Pac-12. Yeah, and I think that we've made this very clear on this show, and we've talked to a lot of people at this point. None of these presidents are going to move to leave the Pac-12 until they know absolutely what the final number is. Yeah, and frankly. Yes. I, you know, like there's this argument that Stanford and Cal are not valuable. You're crazy. Yeah. If you think nobody, like somebody on my Twitter said, nobody wants Stanford and Cal. You're crazy. Yeah. I think it's, it, it tells me everything I need to know about your knowledge level. Cause if you think Stanford and Cal are not valuable, you just, you don't understand. I mean, again, it's insane. And, and I feel like along, alongside that, since we brought them up, I, I feel like a lot of people with the Pac 12 situation don't understand. And, and you've said this a thousand times, but I feel like every day we get someone who doesn't get this. Like, Dude, the schools don't necessarily want to leave. What they want is to stay and get it worked out, but they will leave if they have to. And and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we can sit here and debate all day about Utah's value or prime or whatever. But the reality is all these schools are just sitting here, sitting on their hands waiting for George to deliver a TV deal. And when that happens, they will make a decision. And, and I think the hard part is, like, I can only speak to Utah because we've spoken to several people very high up at Utah. 
who explained it to us in plain English. It's not that Utah does not value or respect the Big 12. That has nothing to do with it. Utah has very simply said, we feel like it would hurt us academically and we would lose, we would lose educational funding yeah. and revenue if we left our partners in the Pac-12. Yeah. Because the thing that you understand is we're not talking about $90 million a year when it comes to research and academic money. We're talking about billions collectively. Right. And when you can say, hey, we have a uh, cardiac trial or like Utah, for instance, has a cancer, has a major medical cancer institution. You help, they have the U Health system, which is m my personal choice for healthcare. They're phenomenal. Yeah. Hey, we have a major health-related research, you know, program study going on right now with Stanford or with, you know, Oregon or Washington or like you have these institutions that are really high level educational institutions. So what Cal isn't in sports, they absolutely are academically. Right. What Stanford no longer is in sports, they absolutely are academically. What, and this is what I say about BYU. BYU is a very difficult place to pass school and play sports. BYU would have been a wonderful fit, but hey, they're not a research institute. You're telling me BYU, like it, that's what drives me crazy. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not the Air Force guy. There are a lot of people that advocate for Air Force. I, I think if you are the big 12, you have to be very practical and pragmatic about the people that you add. Yeah. Because if you're going to add the Arizona schools, that's a no doubter. If you're going to add San Diego State, in my mind, that's almost a no doubter. Yeah. Yeah. But Air Force. It's questionable. That's tough. That's really tough. So I don't, I don't exactly know where that, where that ends up, but Hey, um, uh, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of, what's the way to say it? There's a lot of hyperbole. Right. Yeah. In all of this. There's a lot of hyperbole in all of this. And it, it doesn't mean, I think we're so quick to like rip, or, or they suck, or they're terrible, or like people are trying to rip rice because rice is in this conversation. Mm -hmm. Rice is a phenomenal school. I mean, if you have a, a degree from rice, Dude, whether it's law or whatever. You want to talk about a baseball program. Oh, my God. But people are like, oh, they don't have a following, bro. Who cares? They'll, do you think like one of the other things is don't you have to look at scalability? Yeah, you do. You do. I, I, I don't know. That's just me. Cougar tracks. Let's go. Let's start a GoFundMe to keep the pack going. I'd contribute. Uh, Utah. E-U-E-T-A-W. Utah. Um, Alan Grassendonio says, Kyle Winningham is 63. Utah is bad in seven years. You think they're just not going to hire any coaches? They're just going to fall off a cliff. Somehow I don't think so. But I could be wrong. Truck Stop Gumby uses the cash emoji. Glenn says hubris is a hell of a drug. Dave Chappelle, seriously. Yeah. Michael Peck, Utah is in the Ivy League of Research Funding. They are. They are. Uh, Travis, Victor is the way bird. What about Peacock? Whoa. Wasn't... Whoa. Dude, is that the first comment that's not been about VW, dude? Or cock? 
Dude, um, Victor's the way. Monty oh Rant wants to know, Jake, is marriage on the radar yet? Not quite. Uh, Royal Blue Saguaro. I grew up in Houston. Rice is Harvard of the South. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, Rice is legit. They may not have a great football program, but that is a damn good institution. 513 Bearcat. I don't know why I've been saying names like that lately. Because it's fun. Uh, I prayed that uh, GK, the cock, uh, can keep putting it off as long as he can so the pack can stay together. How dare you? Okay. You should. Connor Johnson. Do we get our usual sarcasm? Uh, you want to talk about baseball program? <laughs> Rice is a really good baseball program. program. Uh, Anna, who's come in today just with zingers. West Virginia is their one teaser H school. Okay. Okay, who's the packs? Who? I guess. I guess. What is your... She's got kind of a nice little avatar working. Uh, Michael Pack, $700 million a year in research funding for Utah. I think they're near the top 10 in the country now. But that's my point. If you're doing that well, yeah. you're closer to a billion. Like, wouldn't you be worried about that as well? Yes. Of course you would. Yes. Of course you would. Um, Patrick, da da Patrick Dagg, did wokeness destroy the Pac-12? Okay, what is wokeness, dude? God. If I never hear the word woke again. It's so dumb, bro. The eye patch. If the Big 12 wants to have eight G5 caliber schools have it, but they should lose their power credibility. Well, well, that's another conversation, bro. That is another I mean, conversation. I mean, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think. You know, I mean, let's say that let's say they get their TV deal done, but but schools leave. Let's just say that that's how it works out. Yeah, I, like that's kind of what I was saying earlier in the show. Like, if that's what happens, the Pac-12 is going to look very different. I don't know that they keep their Power Five status. That's that's a serious concern. That is a serious concern. Uh, Nate Simons gifts five memberships. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Nate. Eighty-five to go. Let's go, Nate. 85 to go. We can do this. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Um, let's see. Somebody said they picked up Papa Murphy's tonight. Right there. Two up. No, keep going. Scroll up. Uh, scroll uh, up. Right there. Where? One up. One up. All right. right there. there it is. Michael uh, Tamez picked up P. Murphy's earlier today. Good stuff. Michael, next week. Yes! Next week, you are going to want to uh, listen to the yeah, show. Yeah, dude. We have got the goods. Jet Wayman. Jet Wayman would like to talk NBA. Okay. Well, what Jet Wayman wants, Jet Wayman gets. Philly closing it out tonight? Not so fast, my friend. I know it's in Philly. Is it time to blow up the Celtics? We're going to talk about that coming up in about 17 minutes. Start getting your takes ready. And I'm being serious. I'm not just trying to be a hater or stir the pot. Is it time to blow up the Boston Celtics? Boston. Before we do that, I want to talk about this podcast thing. Yeah. Um, I don't listen to many podcasts. Back in the day when we were a podcast, we used to listen to more podcasts. But now we're just a streaming show. Mm -hmm. But there's this bro called Josh Neighbors who does a podcast, well, used to, called Locked On Big 12. Right. I actually thought he did a good job. Mm-hmm. And then he dropped this fire-ass take on Twitter last night. Hey, everyone. Quick announcement. Uh, I will no longer be the host of the Locked On Big 12 podcast. 
That is because on Monday night, I did an instant reaction show to the uh, comments from Bob Huggins on a Cincinnati radio station. I made the conscious decision to play Bob Huggins' comments in their entirety and also without censoring the slurs that he used. I did that because I thought it was important to play and get the full context of what he had said. I followed that up by saying I thought what he had said was abhorrent. I thought it was hateful. And also I had said that if I were the AD, I would have fired him and I would not want somebody like that espousing those views, coaching my team. The folks at Locked On felt differently. Uh, they felt because I was willingly posting hate speech, which I did. I was not using the hate speech. I was obviously trying to combat it and say it's terrible and awful and should not happen. But to play it, to give the full context and give the folks a chance to hear it all, uh, I did make the choice to play that. Uh, David Locke and company sent me an email this evening telling me that you know they, um, they were locking me out of the accounts. They were going to decide my future. I did not get a chance to speak to the decision makers. They did call me. I got to speak with David very quickly, make my pitch. The decision, though, had already been made. Um, so it was a very difficult conversation. I understand they have their rules. I might disagree with them, but if there's a zero tolerance policy on hate speech, whether you are decrying it or you're using it, that is their prerogative because it's locked on podcast goes to various amounts of platforms. Uh, I thought I was using the, my platform to combat the hate speech, to say it's unacceptable, to play its entirety, to give the effect of, oh my God, that was, uh, reckless, careless, and hateful. And, um, it doesn't, it did not matter to the folks at Locked On. So I just want to say thank you to them for the opportunity. Over 600 episodes of Locked On Big 12. I've been working with them. Wow. Um, Locked On Network. Yeah. Significant. Yeah. Oh, small, no question. Small but mighty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, owned by uh, Utah Jazz radio voice David Locke. Mm-hmm. Or founded by, I don't know what the fucking thing is. but Either way. Founded by David Locke, who clearly still is a manager. Josh mentioned him there. I do not know Josh. I reached out to him on Twitter last night just to say, hey, don't get discouraged. Keep going. I think he's a wildly talented cat. I've seen a couple of his shows. Um, I think I understand both sides of this. If I'm, if I'm locked on, I'm firing him. I, I am. Uh, I think it was a huge mistake. I think... Um, Josh is not some rookie. Josh, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, he works in radio in Arkansas, according to his biography. Uh, he's not just some cat that fell off the truck and was like, oh, well, I used to dig ditches. Time to do a podcast. Like, yeah, what's he said there? He's done 600 episodes. I mean, this, I mean, is, this not, is a veteran. This is not a rookie. Yeah. You got it. We, and the funny thing is to share with you real quick, this is about Bob Huggins, who was on a radio station in Cincinnati the other night. And he dropped two gay slurs and a Catholic slur. And people lost their ever-loving minds over it, as they should. I think on this show, we talked about the fact we believe Bobby Huggins should have been fired. And we told you that, uh, you know, straight up, that that was a very dangerous thing to be playing. Right? We chose not to play it on our show. Right. Now, we don't work for David Locke. We work for, well, we work for us. Damani's. But we have partners, we have, like, it's just something we would not do. But I've also been in the broadcast business for 35 years. Right. I have that advantage. But a guy like Josh, who's done 600 episodes, maybe that's, you know, maybe he didn't realize that. If I were locked on, I would have fired him. Mm -hmm. They have partners, they have advertisers, they have platforms, 
They have responsibility. I understand why they did it. Not hearing him out was a mistake. Not letting, letting him, before you made the decision, you should have called him and said, hey, man, we're pretty fired up over this. Can you just tell me what X, Y, Z? Let him talk, let him talk through it. How I would have handled it personally if I were David Locke and Locked On, I understand why you fired him. I need to know why Josh did it. Josh, did you think about this and say, well, you know what? I think people need to hear it raw and in its form. And did you ever consider bleeping out the, the slur? I need an answer to that question. Hey, did that ever cross your mind? Mm-hmm. And then I probably would have made a decision. If he just said, no, I never thought about it. No, I got to let you go. I got to let you go. Because I need you to, th- I need people around me who can be like, yeah, probably should bleep that out. But you know what? I really want people to hear it in its raw sense. I'm not going to bleep it out. And then to his credit, Josh came on and railed Bob Huggins and the whole thing. And yeah. that his take wasn't the issue. Playing the audio was. Mm-hmm. Was this an overreaction from Lockdown? Jake, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, Josh kind of gave his thoughts on bleeping or not bleeping. I mean, he straight up says in the clip that, you know, I thought about bleeping, but but wanted to play it in its raw form so people could hear the context of the conversation, which I can appreciate. I, I, I understand what you're saying there, but I, I think the thing that I disagree with in what Josh said in his clip there is that is that he tried to use, quote, his platform, my platform. Well, it's not your platform, right? You don't own the Lockdown Network, right? Now, and again, I, I love the guy. I think he does... Josh does great work. That's not even the conversation we're having. Not at all. The, the conversation is, hey, when it comes to a controversial piece of audio that you are thinking about, should I play this or not? If you own the the channel you're broadcasting on, yeah, sure. You can do whatever the hell you want, right? But sure. Like it's not there's no conversation. If you own it, if it's your if it's our channel, we're gonna do what we want. But it's not your channel. That's right. It's Locked On's channel. That's and right. I think that's the crux of the conversation is that, is that it, I think that on, like we had a conversation before, yesterday or what was this, Monday or Tuesday when Bob did this whole thing, this whole conversation we had about, hey, should we play this or not? Should we bleep it? And we decided not to play it just because you already knew what the guy said. You can easily find the clip. It's not really in dispute what the guy said. That's right. So there's really no reason to play it. And, and I don't think that, that hiding behind the guise of, hey, like, I played it in its raw form and I wasn't spreading hate speech because I was playing it to talk about it. Unfortunately, you were, though, right? If you played in its raw form on someone else's platform, you are spreading hate speech and you're doing it on someone else's platform. Just, you, just, you just can't get away from that. Now, this doesn't make Josh some awful human being, right? Because Josh, like you said went in and totally flamed Bob, which I obviously completely agree with, and I think most people do, but you can't be surprised when someone from Salt Lake City who lives in a conservative community, who 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 has a, a whole network uh, uh, of sponsors and partnerships and all this infrastructure built, he can't take that risk or liability. Yeah. And you got to know that going in. So I don't think this makes Josh a bad guy. I think Josh does great work. I, I hope just he, think he's a, it's a mistake. But I hope he learns from it. And here's the thing that I struggle with. Everybody has a podcast. 
and it it, it hurts us. I, I, honest to goodness, stories like this are not good for our show because I think this word podcast. Yeah. It's a dirty word now. When it, because I we we sell our own show. Like we don't have some great sales organization who we're out talking to people every single day. Right. And people are like, yeah, I tried to advertise on a podcast. It didn't work. And then we have to like talk through that and overcome that objection. And we close it and they're like, oh man, this is the best show we've ever advertised on. Like if you notice, like we don't generally have, knock on wood, we don't have a lot of cancellations on our show. And it's because you guys go out and support our show. But it's stuff like this. And again, I don't know Josh at all. I, I, I've never spoken to him. Mm -hmm. I do not know him in any way, shape, or form. But the thing that I would say to Josh is you, you had to know better than this. You had to know better than this. And I don't think this is on David Locke. I don't. Um, and, and I don't think that as, as, you know, if you want broadcasters or hosts, host is the word. I, I don't like broadcasters. I think that's live sports. Host, you host a show, right? As host of a live streaming sports talk show, you have a responsibility to yourself, but also to your fellow hosts. Like, like if we went out and did some dumbass stuff on our show that had racial implications or had LGBTQ community implications, that would be a bad look for a lot of different shows, right? Like that would impact other people. Like if someone heard it on our show, that impacts it. Like it, it all feeds together. And I think that and during the pandemic, everyone thought, oh my God, it's just a podcast. It's two mics and a mixer. Like how hard can it be? And it's like, yeah, dude, it turns out it's actually a full-time job. And like, you actually have to know what the hell you're talking about. And I often feel like, uh, and I don't know if this was Josh's, you know, inclination when he decided to play this or not. I have no idea. But I feel like a lot of hosts want to play hero ball. They want to be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, I'm going to play this clip in its raw form because I need people to understand the full context. No, what you need people to do is listen to you explain the full context. That's right. That's what you need people to That's do. That's right. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Jeremy Callahan said, all Locked On did there is guarantee I don't watch their stuff anymore. I've heard that a lot. Well, I, okay, but at the same time, Real quick, I don't know that it's fair to penalize the entire Lockdown Network and all the guys and gals who host shows on the Lockdown well, because Network. Because, again, I understand why they did this. Yeah. You played multiple gay slurs, like heinous slurs against the LGBT community and the Catholic Church. Yeah. This isn't just, you know, the LGBT community. It was a slur against the Catholic Church. And you played it on your show that you don't own. You work on that show. And the one thing that you really pointed out in our pre-show meeting, we listened to this thing from Josh together today as we we're planning to talk about this. He says, on my show. The problem is it's not your show. Yeah. And secondarily, if it is your show, you shouldn't have played it even more. You shouldn't have played it. Right. Because... When you work as hard as a guy like David Locke worked to build this show and to build this platform and you hand the keys to a guy like Josh, Josh put his business in danger. And when I say his, I mean David Locke's business and Josh's business. Yeah. Because I would hope, and again, not that we're like the best ever we are, but not that we're the best ever, but I walked away from 
from a really heavy income to make this my universe. I would never have played that tape on our show. Mm -hmm. Never. I would never have considered it. Cougar Track says that's wrong. Greg Romano says Josh is great and his employers made a mistake firing him. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe, Josh Neighbors equals new Monty show, Big 12 correspondent. Could be. Could be. He's got it. It's not like this was his only living, by the way. Yeah. So. Uh, Salty says, come on, David Locke. That's BS, bro. This is freaking America. Well, but speech is not free. Yeah. Bob Huggins found that out for a million dollars and he lost his contract. Again, again, you can say whatever the hell you want, yeah. but you're going to pay a price. Speech is not free in the world anywhere. Don't be fooled. Yeah. It's not free. Raider Mark isn't the Utah Jazz play-by-play guy, the owner of a Lockdown podcast brand. He is. Uh, Michael Peck, not a fan of the Lockdown Network. Jeremy Callahan, Josh needs to get a hold of Pete Pardo. I don't know who that is. Uh, Jimmy, that sucks. Smart dude will miss the crossover show with Spencer. By the way, Jimmy also made another point earlier. Funny thing is, Bob Huggins kept his job and Josh Neighbors got fired. Funny how that works, isn't it? Right? See it all the time. See it all the time. And that's what I'm saying. I want to be really clear because I'm sure Josh will, Josh will see this. We, we tweeted at him. He'll see it. I don't think that Josh is a bad guy. No. I think that he's a great guy who works his ass off. He did 600 episodes on the Lockdown Network. Like, this isn't a question of whether he can do a good show. Clearly, the guy can do a good show. I just think it was a, it was a, a lapse in judgment that, unfortunately... Cost him his job, but I, I, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that I agree with David Locke on this one. And with all due respect to David, I'm not David's biggest fan, but I agree <laughs> yeah. with this decision. David, time and score, sir. Yeah. Please. Please. Time and score. Uh, I Yeah, I, I agree with the decision. I do. Didn't Josh go to an Ivy League school? I have no idea. Jeremy Callahan, geez, even Catholics drop Catholics thirst. Trust me, I am one. I'm a recovering Catholic. Okay, but I, I, but again, we're not talking about what everyone else did. Everyone else wasn't hosting Lockdown Big 12, right? Correct. Like, that's the reality of it. Correct. I would agree with that. Jeremy Callahan, Josh got fired by Bob Huggins' comments, but Bob Huggins didn't get fired by Bob Huggins' comments. That's the truth. Bob Huggins gave up a million dollars for Bob Huggins' comments. Mm -hmm. You know. There it is right there. Jimmy said, ironically, Huggins got to keep his job. Yeah. Michael Peck, be right back, guys. I need to go look up Huggins' interview. You don't. It's nasty. It's nasty, bro. Truck Stop Gumby, maybe John Neighbors and John Kurz can form a tag team and join the WWE. <laughs> Who's John Kurz? Kurtz. Kurz. Kurtz? Kurtz. Uh, Big 12 football guy, I believe. If oh, memory, really? Yeah, if memory serves. Okay. Uh, if you are in charge of anyone, anywhere in an organization, you should be fired for what Huggins said. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even think it's questionable. No. If, if you are a, if you are an organization that by your nature relies on out outside relationships. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if we had said that on our show, like just in conversation? <laughs> oh man. The way Bob said it. Are you kidding me? Like I would pack my stuff after the show, man. First of all, I would never say that. Yeah. But you can't say that stuff. Like, do you understand that that as a... And again, this is something that I hope Josh understands because now he's got a decision to make, right? Like, as a, as a show that is owned and operated by the hosts, like our show is, do you understand the responsibility and the fine line you have to walk? Like, do you understand that if you were to roll out, you know, 
you know, what Bob Huggins said as an example. How many advertisers would probably not advertise with us oh anymore? My God. Do you understand that that if that were to ever happen, like this show would be in trouble? Like, do you get that? Like, it's not like this is not a conversation about whether you should or should not have played the tape. In Josh's position, that tape should have never run on the air. That's right. Even in edited form. The the in our position, if we wanted to, we could have played it beep bleeped, but I felt like it was so heinous, and he felt like it was so heinous. There was just no need to. And by the yeah, way, we never there's this thing it. called Twitter where you can go and find it if you And that's what we to. said. If you want to go hear it and you want to hear that, go go knock yourself out. Yeah. We're not going to play it on our show. Uh, Salty, is there anything stopping Josh from rebranding for his own channel? I don't think so. He well, should. yeah, there's not. Yeah. He should. And, and again, I should look at his – I should look at his um, – at his bio, I, I'm pretty certain his bio says that he works in radio already. Um, 1037 The Buzz. So there you go. Um, but, you know, listen, I think that that hopefully Josh learns from this. It's, it's never fun when you get whacked. It's never fun to get fired. Yeah. I think we've all been there. Yeah, we have. You know. It's not fun. Uh, thank you, Aaron Wilson, who gifts a membership today. Thank you. Appreciate that. Aaron is always uh, gifting memberships. Appreciate that, bro. Thank you. Uh, Jeremy, pretty sure Lockdown didn't give Josh jack squat. Really, he can just start doing on his own exactly what he was doing. I mean, did you see the pimp Big 12 flag that Lockdown hooked him up with for his show? I did see that. I did see that. Um, you got, yep. You guys don't need to get involved in culture wars. It's loser deal for sports guys. Well, I also think that the, the biggest issue is that everybody wants to say, well, Bob Huggins is, they're trying to silence Bob Huggins. No, nobody's trying to silence Bob Huggins. Again, I just want to make this very clear. And Josh, same thing. Nobody's trying to silence Josh. You can say and play whatever you want on your show. But here come the consequences, right? <laughs> Bob Huggins used multiple gay slurs on the air in Cincinnati. Million dollars. That'll be a million dollars, please. And some training classes. Oh, you played the Bob Huggins slurs on your show? Yeah! <laughs> Nobody said you couldn't play them, but if you do, there are consequences. You should inherently know you can't. Nobody said you can't say that, but if you do, there are consequences. That's not- Here's what's gonna happen. Tonto. It's not a violation of your First Amendment rights. Free speech is alive and well in this country. It's just not free. Yeah. You know that. Uh, salty, Lockdown Jazz is full of stats and spin. That's uh, what makes our program so good. I try, and I appreciate that. Michael Tamas, thank you, Nate Simons, for the gifts. Thank you, Nate. Uh, Kurt Myers, every day. Okay. Jeremy Callahan, yeah, but what about your disparaging comments about Mandalorian, Jedi, and the Hobbits? Well, listen, the Hobbits should shower. <laughs> Dude, we almost made it the whole show. Almost. And then Truck Stop Gumby says, and the Baby Yoda. We almost made it. I actually put a picture of Baby Yoda in the exclusive I members only group. I am the father. Uh, Rowdy Every Point says, First Amendment is totally dead. Not endorsing what Huggins said, just saying post 9-11 America is far worse than pre-9-11. Infowars.com. You know. Infowars.com. Look, I, I don't understand why it's complicated. It's not, it's, but it's not complicated. You can say whatever, quite literally whatever you want. Right, which is your First Amendment right. But this is the part everyone gets hooked up on. 
but be an adult and be prepared to deal with consequences. This guy, like, again, we were talking about the advocates today. Yeah. And this road rage instance, did you guys see this? This dude got upset that a lady made a tight lane change in front of him, Mm -hmm. followed her off the freeway, yelled and screamed at her through a closed car window, and then pulled out a knife and slashed her paint. It's a free country. You can do that. And she's free to call the cops and have you arrested because she got your license plate. Well said. Here come the consequences. You want to drop gay slurs? Here come the consequences. You want to be, you know, like this is the Tucker Carlson argument. Yeah, that's a that's a good example right there. Dude, Tucker Carlson. Great example. Nobody tried to silence Tucker Carlson. In fact, the problem is they should have tried to silence Tucker Carlson. Yeah, because it got him in a lot of trouble. Right? Unfortunately. And, and so, again, this isn't agree or disagree with so, what Tucker's but, saying. But what did Elon Musk do about it? Elon Musk has given Tucker Carlson a platform. Mm-hmm. Free speech. Now, is you, are you making the same $30 million a year you were making at Fox? Who knows? We'll see. You know, like Don Lemon yeah. offered a job at Twitter. You can, you can yell and scream at your coworkers, and you can be disparaging to women as I believe, in my opinion, Don Lemon was. But that means you can't work in major broadcast media. But you can do your show on Twitter. Pat McAfee today. <laughs> Did you guys hear what the uh, Pat Mac said on his show? Pat McAfee today announced on his show that Brett Favre and he have ended their lawsuit. <laughs> Brett Favre sued Pat Mac essentially for defamation and slander. And said that Pat McAfee lied about him and mm-hmm. nah, blah, 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 mm-hmm. Funny. Not sure. I'm not sure how libel, slander, whatever it was, suits work. Could be wrong. But today, Brett Favre withdrew his lawsuit and they settled for no money. Oh. Suit's over. Funny how that works. So you can say what you want. But there are consequences. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. It's, it, it's ridiculous to me that we're having to have this conversation. It, it's rather funny to me. Uh, Rowdy Tucker told the truth about Ukraine, and he didn't, and they got sued for he it. Can, I'm, not, we're, I'm not interested we're in not having that, com- that conversation, dude. Uh, Jimmy the Greek got canned for facts. Okay. Do you remember what Jimmy the Greek said? He didn't get canned for facts. Uh, there's no freedom of speech, Brady says. You say the wrong thing, you get fined or fired. But it's n- no. Yeah, you're missing the point here, bud. It's not say. Uh, look, in our jobs, when you are, and again, I'm not the best, but I've been doing this for 35 years. I've worked at ESPN. I've worked at Sporting News. I've worked in major markets. People literally pay me to talk for a living. And I can tell you right now, I know what I can and cannot say. Stay hard. And I can say anything I want. I have never been told, with some exceptions, hey, don't talk about that. Hey, you can't talk about that. Nobody's ever told me, oh, this is what you're going to say. Waves in opposition. But you better bet your ass I know what I can't say. I know what I can't say. Yeah. You know, like, it's just not... 
You you want to play these word games, guys. You you want to be free? Well, it's an unspoken expectation, bro. You just know. Yeah. Um, Truck Stop Gumby says Brett has bigger issues. He does. The Brett Favre thing is so strange to me. Yeah. It's so strange to me. I mean, like I look at this George Santos thing in New York. Oh man. You Dude. are free. You are free to say whatever you want, and it appears. George Santos has lied a lot. Yeah, now he's under federal indictment on 13 charges related to what they say are false claims. People are misinterpreting what I'm saying. I mean, say whatever you want to say. But your words have consequences. So true, man. Right? It's so true. And I, the thing that I always, I always equate this to is if you go to work and everybody's like, I can do whatever I want. Okay. Okay. Go to work and do whatever you want. How, how, how long until you get fired? How long? Oh, dress codes are bullshit. Okay, don't, don't, don't adhere to the dress code. How long until you get fired? Go find a job where they don't make you wear a, a collared shirt every day. You know, like it's these little things that people yeah. want to fight against. You made, you know, you made choices. Uh, can you talk about the NBA? I can. I'm very capable of it. And sometimes we do on this show. Um, and I, I feel very thankful that I am, in fact, able to talk about the NBA. <laughs> Kurt, thank you. Thank you for asking. Uh, truck stop Gumby Rafiki is on the way. Greg Hawkins, happy birthday, my guy. Uh, missed the first two hours of the show based on the title. Sounds like I missed some fireworks. It was. Um, I would say it was pretty smooth overall. There were definitely yeah, some some fireworks. Yeah. Uh, Little Jizzy says these guys should start a religion because their word is gospel. Apparently, I am never wrong. Have never been. Will never be. There endeth the lesson. In God's name, image, and likeness. You know. Uh, Katie Raider says no NBA. Okay, you and Kurt are going to have to work that out. Katie, good to see you. Yeah. Appreciate you very much. Um. <laughs> Ownage says wokeness. Well, <laughs> Ownage. We'll, we'll just move on. I'm telling you, if you put the word woke in your comment, I will not read it. Dude, the fact that the word ownage is in the guy's name. Jeremy Callahan cannot stand the word woke because yeah, nobody knows what it means. And it's yeah. just complete garbage. You're a douche. It's complete garbage. All right. Uh, the Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. See, I told you. I told you two hours ago that we were going to get a lift in the mood, and it's because of this little bugger right here. It is called Buckshot, and it is spectacular. I can't make it straight. Uh, Buckshot, uh, watermelon flavor, you guys. It's, it's remarkable stuff. Go get it for free in the description below. Uh, as always, thank you guys for supporting our uh, partners on the program. Uh, Bucked Up Energy is one of our best partners. Again, a local company, you know, uh, if you're new to the show, maybe you're, you don't know, but we're passionate about entrepreneurs. We're passionate about small business. Facts. Now you might say, Hey, money, Hey, money, Bucked Up's not small. Oh, but weren't they? This is a company that's local brothers own it and run it. Ryan Gardner is the Utah CEO of the year because he's kicked ass and he's taken names in the energy and supplement business. Thanks. And I can only tell you that as somebody that regularly drinks energy drinks and uses energy supplements, these buckshots are freaking fantastic. 100 milligrams of caffeine, but the ingredients, things like B12, um, you know, 
the the things that you want and need to feel good and have mental clarity to finish your day strong, that's what you get in Buckshot. And I just love their products. I say it all the time. Buckshot gives you clean, long-lasting energy. Um, it gives you a lift and you feel great after you drink it. And quite literally, it's, it's a little container. Um, it takes about five seconds to drink. They're fantastic. And I Again, I have more energy, I have more clarity, I think better, I feel better. That's what I love about Bucked Up, their products just work. I take everything from protein to collagen peptides, uh, their BCAs, I take, you know, my wife and I take their greens and our morning shakes, like their products just work. And as far as their energy goes, I tell you about this all the time, their energy drinks are no sugar. So if you go into any of their bucked up stores in the great state of Utah, whether that's Farmington Station, South Jordan, Orem, St. George, go in there and say, hey, the Monty Show said that your energy drinks Miami. It's black, the best, by far, not even close. Black can of Miami, 300 milligrams of caffeine, but it's smooth, it goes down easy, and it makes you feel good. Bucked up, the official energy partner of the Monty Show. In the description below, make sure you get your free six buckshot samples. They'll send them right to your front door, which is what I love. Uh, Victor is the way. Monty makes people money time. Eh, about 17 minutes. Victor's the way. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It does. <clears throat> Jeremy Callahan. I drank some buck shots and it woke me up. See what I did there? I, <laughs> woke. Yeah, see, so he worked in the word woke, but we're not supposed to read comments with the word woke. You know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Jim Joy, Jim Choi says Buckshot is good, uh, but Vitamix is the ultimate. Well, drop your uh, drop your Buckshot in the. Never mind, never mind. Uh, Sam Lott, what's up, my guy? Hooper, uh, Monty says clean, long lasting. You sound like a Viagra commercial, bro. Hey man, Hiscock, Hiscock, Hiscock. You know, I need a dick. Uh, Salty says, in all seriousness, I thought NBA was more important in the U.S. I've learned it takes a backseat to college football in the NFL. Well, I think the, the thing is, Salty, uh, and that, that could be a nice little transition, I feel like, you know, with, with the importance of sports, I think what you have to understand is football of any variety in our country is, is the precedent. It's king. It doesn't matter. Like, the NBA Finals could be on or the yeah, totally Stanley agree. Cup Final or the World Series or what the hell ever could be on. And football is all anyone cares about. Now, I'm here to tell you, if if we had our druthers, as you always say, if we had our way, we would probably talk a ton of baseball. We would probably talk a ton of these different sports that we actually love. I, Dude, I would love to spend a half hour talking about the Petrangelo penalty against Dreisaitl dry side last night, but we can't. That's not our show, right? NHL is not number one. So, yeah, unfortunately, Salty, when we're not in the NBA season or when we're not in, like, Utah Jazz time, NBA takes kind of a back seat. But, needless to say, NBA is what we typically spend our last hour of the showroom on. I would agree with that. And there still has been no penalty levied against Alex Petrangelo it's for that hit happen. on Dreisaitl. It's not going to happen. Uh, I, I, this is, it's unforgivable. <coughs> free, uh, Draymond. I, 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 free Draymond. Free <laughs> Draymond. <laughs> it's just unforgivable. It's un I do not know what the NHL is doing. Yeah, I have no idea what the NHL is doing, and it is it is maddening. All right, let's talk some hoop. Yeah, uh, because boy, do I have some of them there issues. Where should we start? 
Is it time to blow up the Boston Celtics? <sighs> yeah, I mean, dude, this, this is, is the, well, but is it though? Mm -hmm. Celtics Sixers tonight in Philly, minus two and a half to the Sixers. I have a real problem with Jalen Brown. Because I think, by the way, Robert Williams is going to start um, tonight, which is exactly what they should do. I have a real problem with Jalen Brown. I think this cat is not a leader. I think Jalen Brown likes Jalen Brown a hell of a lot. And I think the real issue here is, is that you're starting to understand that Jalen Brown is just not on level with Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. And I think Jason Tatum... And I guess this is probably the larger question. Is Jason Tatum that guy that you can say, okay, that's an alpha male on a championship team? Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I, I definitely think that, that Jason Tatum has moments where I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You know, like earlier in the series when he passed it instead of going up and getting fouled on the last possession of the game. However, I think that Jason Tatum has killer in him. And I, 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 out of these two, I'm taking Jason Tatum twice on Sunday. I, it's not even a conversation. And and Jalen Brown, I feel like, was siding a little bit too much with Kyrie Irving for my comfort and when Kyrie Irving's issue happened earlier this year. Um, you know, when all the, the you know, anti-Semitic stuff happened. And it just, I don't like that Jalen Brown doesn't, perform at the absolute highest level yet is constantly talking off the floor he's constantly in the media he's just that guy and i don't think he's nearly as bad in the media as like a luca or a Kyrie. he's not constantly causing issues but you're always wondering okay what's he going to say next what's he going to say next like you know what's the reporter going to ask you know his teammates about next and i think there's you know unfortunately i think there's a, a particular price that that pays on a locker room you know i mean when Kyrie Irving had all those issues. Jalen Brown wanted to talk about that. You're telling me Jason didn't get asked about that on a regular basis, right? You're telling me that his his teammates didn't have to deal with that? Wow. So to me, I look at a guy who's all NBA now, and I say, okay, great, you're all NBA, but your first team never win anything. That's the problem. Ooh. Your first team, you know, get to the finals and disappear, right? Your first team you know, can't get the job done. And that goes for Jason Tatum as well. The difference is... Right is, now it does. ...is I believe that Jason Tatum has championships in him. I believe that if you remove Jalen from the situation and you say, okay, Jason, you've got three years. We're going to build a team around you. If not in those three years, you're outie. We're starting over. But can't you put Jalen Brown on the Utah Jazz and pair him with Larry Markkinen? Yeah. Pair him with Walker Kessler and Ochai and build a roster around those guys and be a real threat in the West. Yeah. yeah. I would, if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm absolutely trying Look, to trade I, I, yeah, I for Jalen Brown. I think with your draft assets, you're already a threat in the West. I think the only question for the Jazz is oh, wow. just how far you are willing to take it. How far are you willing to, to sacrifice? How long until we uh, allow the affinity for Jordan Clarkson to dissipate, right? Because notice who, uh, what What did we see? with Colin uh, Sexton. Colin Sexton is the one going to the draft lottery. Right? He is going to represent the Jazz at the draft lottery. Now, Colin. it needs to be said, Jordan's not technically a Utah Jazz man anymore, right? He's not under contract. He's a free agent. But if you ask the average Utah Jazz fan that, they'd be like, what? Jordan's not on the team anymore? Right? Because they haven't talked about it. Notice they've been very quiet about Jordan Clarkson's situation. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know 
if I'm the Utah Jazz, okay, if we go and get Jalen Brown, does that guy take us? Is he on the team when we go to the NBA Finals? Yes. Well, you have to think he is. Okay. Is Jalen Brown better than Lauren Markkinen for this team? I think that's much closer than anyone wants to admit. I think Laurie Markkinen in the postseason could reliably get you 25 to 28 points a night. And I'm not so sure about Jalen Brown. I'm not. Um, Boy, that's a tough one. I mean, both of those guys in Laurie Markkinen and Jalen Brown. I mean, I, I just look at... and. I was chastised the other day on Twitter. Laurie Markkinen. Whatever, dude. I look at Mark Kinnanen. Laurie Markkinen, to me, is not proven to be a championship caliber player. Now, having said that, I've never seen him play at this level before. If he can consistently play at this level for the next three years, and you were to add a Jalen Brown, okay, now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. Right? The question to me is, if not Jalen Brown... Who else? Because I've, I I was looking around the league today, and I don't see another wing player that's available. I'm not a Julius Randle guy because I think they got to trade Julius. We already have that um, in the Western Conference on multiple teams. I think I think Julius is a, an Eastern Conference player. <laughs> I would agree with that. Right? So specifically for Utah Jazz fans, I think when you look at Larry Markkinen, he needs a dynamic wing. He needs a Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Can you imagine him with Devin Booker? Yeah. I mean, that would obviously help a lot, man. And I think what you're seeing, you know, specific to Utah is they have so many draft assets that none of these guys are untouchable. The problem is Jalen's making good bread, dude. Like he's making good money and he's eligible for a Supermax. And I don't know that I want to be the team that pays Jalen Brown a Supermax. Yeah, it's a problem. It's an absolute problem. Because he's all NBA now. Yep. So it makes him eligible for a Supermax. I'm not sure I want to be the guy to pay him a Supermax. I struggle with that. Yep. Whereas you look at some of the other teams, you know, in the, you know, 8, 9, 10 frame, like, is there a, a team that's got more young talent than OKC? No. And now Jalen's a, a all-rookie team? I would trade for SGA. For sure. But that's what I was going to say. You can't tell me at some point if OKC doesn't improve that roster that SGA is not going to be out the door. Yeah. I think they're in a really pivotal window here. Um, you know, I, I look at what Houston's going to do here. If, if you, again, if you're the Utah Jazz, does anybody on the Houston Rockets appeal to you? I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. Because that team is so daggum unprofessional in Houston. Yeah, I think the problem with the boys in Houston is that they've never been in like a, uh, they've never had to play basketball that has consequence to it. They've never like they're just mm -hmm. out there hooping. They're not actually playing. But isn't for a that mission. why the Jazz, let's say, would be a good fit for just about any young guy on that roster? Well, yes and no. I mean, I think yes in the sense that they're young and they're freaking talented and they can run and they can do everything you want them to do on the floor. At the same time, though, they've never been to the NBA Finals like Jalen Brown has been. Right. They've never been they've never really played playoff basketball. They don't have, you know, that that sort of leadership that Jalen could bring, because I do. I do think it's a fair question to ask, like, OK, if you put Jalen Brown on the Utah Jazz and he brings them helps, he helps you become a six or a five or a six seed, let's say maybe even a four seed. Well, see, but I also look at a guy like a D'Angelo Russell. 
Yeah, a dynamic example. point guard. Yeah, that is absolutely at times carrying the Lakers for stretches offensively. And I'd remind you, why are the Lakers even in position to knock off Golden State? Hundred percent agree. Because they're playing. In It's a big part of that. And I, I, so again, I go, I, you know, to bring this full circle, I look at Boston. I think you got to blow that team up. There's something missing there. I think obviously you have a coaching issue there and an experience issue there, but I think you have a group, a, a, a group of players specifically when I look at Tatum, Brown and smart. And I, I, I just don't understand the fit of those guys. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's not working. And you're going to start Williams tonight. But there's just something that is awry. You can't lose the way they're losing. Well, And Al Horford, you know, bless him. <laughs> but he's older than Kyle Whittingham. Okay, that was wrong. Damn, um, bro. You know, damn. Like, God bless. But Al Horford's playing 25 minutes and not scoring a point the other night. Well, I think the, the Jason Tatum-Jalen Brown comparison to Joel and Harden is a great one because Joel and James have a beautiful partnership working where where Joel is still the guy, right? Like you have their box up. How many shots did Joel take? Uh, 23. And James? Eight. Look at that. So James understands, okay, I'm a dynamic scorer when I need to. Hey, in game one, we're going to go steal game one in Boston, right? Like we're going to go and do that. And Joel is not going to play. And then when Joel comes back, I change my role and I become the facilitator, assist guy. Well, knock because down the why? Guy. The guy that you don't want to acknowledge as your, you go. know, your illegitimate. Oh, Tyrese Maxey. Your illegitimate two guard is Tyrese Maxey. Oh, Tyrese Maxey. He's the best. 10 of 21, 6 of 12 from 3, 30 points because James Harden. Going deep. James Harden, 8 boards, 10 dimes, 2 steals. And only two turnovers. But do you see what I mean with James, dude? And I'm not even a big James guy. I'm not. I'm not a big James Harden guy. But the guy deserves a lot of credit for being able to be two players at once. Okay, Joel's not playing. All right, I got to go full steam ahead, all gas, uh, no break, put it in the hole. That's what I'm saying. Right? But then when Joel comes back, what happens? Oh, well, James has this big performance, but now Joel's back. So now not only does the defense have to respect James, but they got to respect Joel. That's why their partnership works. And my point with this is that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown do not have that balance together. And the problem is more Jalen than it is Jason. Yes. And I had issues with Jason Tatum. I really hate that he's soft on the last possession of the game. I really hate that he doesn't have the foresight to be like, okay, hey, I've got five seconds. That's three, four dribbles. I got to do something with the rock. If I get stuck down low, I just need to go up and get fouled because I'm down one point here. Don't pass it to Marcus Smart. Right, but the bigger issue at play here is that Jalen Brown is too Wait inconsistent. Wait a minute, bro. Do you see the damage you do to this show? Do you see the things that your stupid words do to this show? Jackson Graham, y'all slept on Harden and Maxi, and I said this when Joel was still hurt. Okay, Jackson, bro. With all due respect, you're not listening. I slept. On Harden and yeah. Joel. This is the guy who says Harden has like you know bed bugs in his beard. This, for somebody. This is a guy who says he hides chicken and biscuits underneath his beard. This guy over here. <laughs> What's right? up, big bro? I'm not the one who slandered James Harden. <laughs> this guy over here did. I've never slandered James Harden. I, in fact, am the Tyrese Maxey fan club on the West Coast. Me right here. Mm -hmm. Up in this piece. Right. 
right? I mean, I I'm love him. So bricked up right I, now. I love I love Tyrese the way you guys love the Mandalorian. The dynasty is not over, right? I mean, kiss my butt. I did not slander anybody. Maury, That's the bottom line. Maury Alvarez. That is the bottom line. The great Floridian. Can Sex Machine bring the Suns back to win the series? And then we got to talk about DeAndre Fakin. This pisses me off so much, dude. DeAndre Fakin. What a douchebag. DeAndre Fakin. Yeah, dude. DeAndre Fakin. You're a douche. That guy's definitely a douche. Get a fast pass for Douche Mountain because you're a douche. Hey, uh, DeAndre, uh, Jock Londale's going in for you. Oh, my HIPAA? ribs. Oh, my Think ribs. Think that's HIPAA? Think that's HIPAA? All of a sudden, DeAndre Ayton has a rib contusion. Oh, does he? Otherwise, oh. otherwise known as in utero. Um, are you kidding me, DeAndre Ayton? This is so soft. Dude. So let me get this right, DeAndre. You can't catch a basketball to save your life. You cannot catch a basketball. <laughs> Uh, you've always <coughs> been a bad defender. <coughs> and I know that everybody at U Arizona, a, a player's, player's program, program, tells us that we don't know DeAndre Ayton and we're going to be we're proven idiots wrong. and casuals and we have no idea. So when we told you that matching the Pacers offer sheet was a massive mistake mm -hmm. and that he can't catch a basketball and he's unfocused on defense and doesn't have a killer mentality... <laughs> you still signed him to that deal and oh my ribs are everybody is outraged jock londale is the starting center of the phoenix suns so let me get this right you're not going to catching a ball uh your your ribs are your bad teammate uh you had issues last year you've had issues this year uh, and you bring the whole team down, and then Jock comes in, and the whole team's up. Take your ass home and find a new team, because this guy is not championship material. And when some dude with a first name of Jockstrap is taking your job, you're soft. Hiscock. 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 You know. Fat Jesus says, uh, Monty hates Harden, loves flats. <laughs> Truth. Uh, McKinley Cutler, do you think Aiton is pulling a Ben Simmons? Yes, I do. I do. Jeremy Callahan, DeAndre Hayton. Yep. <laughs> Salty. Uh, Fadaz has a small child in his beard. Get it? Fadaz. Oh, first team all Fadaz. Fadaz. He's got a Fadaz. Fat. Brett Burnett, Fat. take it slow is often better than trying to make things happen sooner than later. Is that dating advice? Hey, take it slow. You know, let's let's... Let's try to make things happen sooner than later. Yeah, next question. Always appreciate you, Brent. He also says Aiton wants out so bad. He does. That's true. Uh, Brandon Butler has, he has a bruised rib unless it's sticking out of your freaking skin you play. Peter Forsberg played a playoff game with a ruptured Thank you, spleen. dude. Jake, Thank you, bro. Jake says this morning, look at Dreisaitl. He's got a broken arm thanks to Jack Londale, but Dreisaitl's out there playing for the Oilers. Jesus Christ. Look, dude, he, he there's an egg stuck in his... Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God, guys. I got paid a freaking contract extension, and now my rib hurts, and I can't play because I'm a complete and utter disappointment as a number one overall pick. Get your ass out of here, dude. I'm not wow. here for it, dude. 
I'm usually the one who does the voices. What a douchebag. This guy, this guy is so arrogant. And this is my problem with a player's program. A player's program. Yeah, so while FBI wiretaps and, you know, Sweaty Sean was happening. Sweaty you know, Sean was DeAndre happening. DeAndre Ayton's out here talking about how he's the best ever and he's the number one overall pick and curly-headed, uh, curly redhead, you know, is going to be the number two overall pick curly in their class. redhead. And, oh, my God, we're the best program in the country and we're winning a national championship. Five years later, what do we get? A soft-ass player out of Arizona who soft doesn't know how player. to play, who's a bad teammate, who's entitled, and thinks he, he deserves a participation medal. And all I'm here to say is guys like James Jones and Monty Williams and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, and I'll even go as far as to say, you know, Mr. Water is wet and I'm always hurt Chris Paul deserve a little bit better. Right? Like these guys who have put in the time – and unfortunately, in Chris Paul's case, he's always hurt. But give the guy credit. He's been in the league forever. They deserve better, bro. Like, the, you are the, the, the premier big on this team. Yet, you're playing a team that has an MVP on their side and one of the most dominant players in the league. And you, you want to stand under the hoop and watch another guy fight for a rebound instead of getting involved? And then when you get knocked down, you want to bitch at the official instead of get back on defense? Like, I'm just tired of this guy in the league, man. Like, constantly, bro. I, I just don't know. I don't know that there's ever been a guy in a position that DeAndre Fakin's been in. Seriously. And has just collapsed time after time. Like in the finals, last year, the meltdown. This year, the meltdown. Oh, my ribs. Like, bro. <laughs> like, I just like, went. Do you remember earlier this Time season, and again. Yes. You guys remember, even at the beginning of the series, what did DeAndre Ayton say? Dude, the physicality is going to turn up. Right? We're going to get real physical. And then what do we get? Oh, my rib is bruised. Oh, <laughs> my rib. <laughs> Guy doesn't deserve anything that they win. He doesn't. What's wrong with DeAndre Ayton? What's the official injury? It's a, it's a rib. Oh, my rib! Here I am. <laughs> what a joke. Teddy Wayman says, I just ordered Papa Murphy's saved $8. Love it. Denver closes it out, and Boston forces game seven. <laughs> we like pizza. Okay. The Boston game hasn't tipped off yet, so it's not time for Monty Makes Gary money. says, my back is broken. Spinal. <laughs> it's so obnoxious back bro, is broken dude. like i just spinal like i'm just so burnt out jake is bro. looking for the drops yeah my spinal. back back is broken back is i broken. broke my back i broke my back spinal spinal <laughs> spinal spinal back is broken oh what a loser <laughs> jackson graham now on shout out to mo bamba why? why? Why do we need a shout-out to Mo Bamba right now, bro? We don't, we, don't, we don't need that energy in here, man. Jansen says, you guys believe his, his, he bruised his ribs? Shout oh, to Mo ribs. Bamba. Shout <laughs> to Mo Bamba. Not a good question. He's out because he broke his clitoris. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus, Jansen. Chill, bro. Holy crap. <laughs> Dude. Can't back down. It's a soft person tennis here. Dude. 
Oh, Jeremy Callahan says DeAndre baby back. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fat Jesus says it's a sprained labia. Dude. Do not weaponize. Mrs. Speaking for Mrs. Monty now. Mrs. Monty. Do not weaponize the female genitalia. Kiss my butt. <laughs> I'm getting divorced when I get home. I, I, okay, McKinley Cutler, the cookie king of you. Where are my cookies, dude? Yeah, bro. Where, I'm, I lost another pound today, and it's your fault, McKinley. Um, Where are my cookies? Um, <clears throat> I mean, think Sex Machine has a broken back from Karrion Ayton talk, kicking dude, and screaming bro. through his okay. series. What was the... Do you remember when we lived in the Bay Area? We're driving home. And I can't remember the company that called you. It's like a telemarketer spam call. My guy over here proceeds to to troll this spam caller so hard. It was like an insurance call or something, right? Like sign up for a better insurance quote. And and he's like, my back hurts, right? And oh, I remember it was your insur it was your car insurance calling you to re up your quote. My guy over here is telling the lady on the phone, hey, my back hurts. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, sir. What happened? And he proceeds to say, yeah, you guys have been bending me over for like a year, so my back hurts. <laughs> it's the silence on that call for the next 30 seconds was absolutely incredible. <laughs> Dude. I miss having fun in life. Final. Mrs. Monty doesn't let me mess with telemarketers. Back is broken. You have a life. We have things to do. Uh -huh. Just it let became them, personal with me. Let them scam older women. It's up to you. Right. You know. Uh, be careful. DA could land in Utah. Oh, good Lord. Neat. Uh, H.E. Pennypacker moving back to the great state of Utah tomorrow. Let's go, baby. Utah sucks. Don't move here. Uh, Brent Burnett. Uh, jazz will have a great. Will have a great jazz. Can't go wrong with three picks. Get lucky or trade up if it really matters to pick a certain player. Too many good options. So it'll be, well, I just think you have any way you want. Any way you want. Uh, Jet Wayman, the tile king of Utah. No way, Salty. We get Kessler and Laurie. I agree. I agree. Uh, Maury Alvarez says scamming scammers is always fun. I agree. Final. I totally agree. Monty makes you money. Dun, 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 Okay. Uh, let's pick the games. <laughs> we do need like a Price is Right theme or something. Yeah. Dun, 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 I'll find something obnoxious. <laughs> okay. Uh, Boston at Philadelphia, the 76ers. Sixers are favored by two and a half. Two twelves a number. Uh, I don't know where to go with this game. This feels like this feels like that game, and I think it was Jet last night who said, "Well, I'm just not going to bet that game." This is that game. I think, man, I get to use this word again. I think Boston's having an existential crisis, <laughs> as the Celtics turn. I think as soon as they're out of the NBA playoffs, they're done. Boom, out of here, right? I think as soon as the Celtics lose, they're done. Boom, out of here. I think they're done. I've I, I, The Sixers need to close this game out. They won't. 
I tend to agree. I think you got to pick the Celtics to win and it goes under. Just looking at the scores in these games and looking at the way that that it's gone, 119-115, right? Mm -hmm. 121-87, 114-102. In the games where the Sixers lose, the number is low. In the game where the Sixers win, it's 116-115. I think the Sixers are going to lose. And I think that this is going to go back to Boston for a game seven where the Sixers will close out. Man, we actually agree on one. This is this is so I felt like I was like on some some demon energy picking the Sixers or the uh, Celtics tonight. Uh, and then picking the Celtics to fall on their face in Boston. Yeah, I know. I'm terrible. It's 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 actually remarkable. It's quite a skill for me. But yeah, I mean, it wouldn't it be so Boston to win tonight and then fall on their face yes. at home? Yes, it Joel would. goes for like 55 in the Garden, and then you know James hits a dagger three or something. Yes, like, it would. It, I mean, yes. that's just how this series feels, dude. So tonight, <clears throat> it's Boston to win, cover, under. That's the bet. I'm with it. I think it's win cover under for Bastin. There's no doubt about that in my mind. And my biggest concern here is, of course, uh, that large carcass of awesomeness known as Joel Embiid going for 50, which he's capable of. But they're at their best, in my opinion, when James Harden's like 20 points and 10 dimes. Yeah. Eight boards. Maxi has 20. Because that means they're in the flow offensively, and Joel doesn't need 50. Joe has 35, 40. Yeah. That's, like, to me, that's what feels right. So, I don't know. You know, my 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 feeling is that it's it's Boston to win, and it goes under. Agreed. That's the only way that I, I can look at this. Uh, Travis, Victor is the way. Don't worry, Monty. I'll give you Jay's marriage counseling. Victor's the way. Thank you. Jet Wayman, the tile king of Utah. I disagree, Monty. If Boston goes back home, they will win the series. Boom. Out of here. Philly needs to close it out tonight. Well, and there's real credence to that. You're filling in for somebody. If you're Philadelphia, I feel like this is a must win. I I gotta stay with the Boston. Conventional logic says this is a must win for Philly. Boston wins if it goes home. But when you know No, no, it's not slander at all. I'm staying with my original pick. I'm telling you, man, this is a game that Jason Tatum will go off in. They will win. It'll go back home. And everyone's like, Oh yeah, I told you so. Boston and seven. And then they're gonna fall on their face in the second half at home in game seven because they put so much energy out. I'm telling you, they will work their ass off tonight to get this thing back to Boston. They will. And then they will fall on their face in the second half of game seven and Joel will eat them for lunch. I think it's a real possibility. This is going to be a tight game. I think it's a real possibility Philadelphia closes out because it is a must win for them. But I think, I think JT and, and, and Jalen Brown know this is it. I think Jalen's Jalen's going, you know, like I, I just think it's, I think it's over. Um, you know, uh, Salty said, what's Tanner think, Monty? Well, hey, guys, guys. Yeah, Tanner in the group chat's all upset you keep mocking him. What? 
Yeah, he's all he's he he said. Uh, here, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, let's see. Why would you be upset? I'm mocking you. Uh, so let's see. What time was it? At three thirty-three, he yeah. says, "Monty, please stop mimicking my voice twenty-four-seven. It's Tanner. getting annoying." What do you mean, Monty? I've done it for like one day, and now he's out. Okay. You know. Ain't ducking no smoke. Yeah, I ain't ducking no smoke. You know. I'm just telling you, if Rafiki comes up, you're we're doing it. The Tanner Lorian. Oh, the like Tanner Lorian, bro. Dude, where do you guys come up with this stuff? Jeremy Callahan. <laughs> you can bet your Mandalorian underoos that those Philadelphia 76ers are going to win. <laughs> okay. The Tanner Lorian is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's a goat comment, dude. Hall of Famer. Yeah, goat comment. Tanner living rent-free in Monty's head. I, it, like, it doesn't bother me at all. I actually really like Tanner. And I've explained this to Tanner before. You're a part of the show. Yeah. You are a character on the show. That's right. Do you not understand, like, you have become... A legend. A legend on I'm the show. I'm for real. I'm for real. I wish that we could get you to the RSL match. What's but, up, big bro? You know, sometimes things don't work out. Unless Kind of like Philly not winning the Super Bowl, you know? But that's why you should go to Super Chicks on <laughs> Riverdale Road in Ogden. <laughs> or in St. George. Riverdale Road in Ogden, Super Chicks. Knock it down. St. George, we love you. Uh, Greg Hawkins, I wish I was a legend. You are on the show. certified. You're my guy, though. Certified, Greg. Come on. Yeah, Greg certified, Hawkins. bro. See, this is what happens. You get old as fuck, like Greg Hawkins is. And all of a sudden, he's like, nobody likes me. I'm too old. I'm so lonely. <laughs> oh, my red bro. Oh, so lonely. Greg, dude, are you kidding me right now? Um, Tanner, it's actually compliments. It is like massively complimentary. Yeah. Brandon yeah, Butler, stupid. Tanner's a good kid. He is a good kid. Yeah, dude. Uh, Jansen, Greg, you're a legend on the show. Don't worry. You are. Jet Wayman, sup, Greg. You're a legend, bro. I'm telling you right now, dude, for all of you who you know your legends on the show, we're going to have a wall at some point where y'all are going to come in and sign the wall. It's happening. Yes, we are. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, we are. Here I am. Um... <laughs> Gary says rosemary fries with Nashville hot is a slapper. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Am I the young? I'm so Caucasian. Ain't ducking no smoke, dude. I am so Caucasian. I I can't. I am not. Uh, oh, mm. uh, salty drunk, also a legend. But it's okay for Tanner to mock others, right? Harden up, Princess <laughs> Tanner. <laughs> oh wow. Hot quote. Harden up. Matt Ritson, we love you, Tanner. The funny part is Tanner, like an hour ago, said he wasn't going to be here for this portion of the program. <laughs> I I can only, and, and I think Tanner thinks I'm joking. Like, Tanner, I, I actually like Tanner. He doesn't like me. Wouldn't even talk to me at the big 5-0 birthday match. Yeah, totally avoided us. Wouldn't even talk to me. Yeah. Uh, Maury Alvarez says, what about me? Guy, you're a Florida man. Yeah. I can't. Maury's the guy that like brought his entire family and they're like, hey man, your show sucks. <laughs> hey guys. Hey guys. Maury's daughter hey guys. didn't say that. His son was like, this show's terrible. I tell my dad not to listen to it all the time. No, Me? Like, but you're the guy who sends us pictures of you next to your Christmas tree. You're a legend too. You know. Uh, Jet Wayman, chicken garlic hey. pizza. Tonight. Hey. 
Greg Hawkins, usually it's the casuals that stick around for the last hour. That's what I'm saying. Mr. Preston. Oh, Mr. Preston. How the heck are you? Uh, Tanner, we're just soaking around. Sorry, I meant choking. See, <laughs> <laughs> soaking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Victor's the way. How many accounts are there that's got Victor's name? Uh, I won't make the Monty Wall of Fame, sadly. Victor's the way. Victor's the way. Ah, Mike Chase. Uh, what about me, Victor's LOL? The way. Arlington Bears. What about me? No, I'm kidding. Everyone stop asking to be validated, but seriously, what about me? <laughs> I love it. Hey, by the way, you did are you... not. The <laughs> Did you guys see the Bears are playing on uh, Christmas Eve? Let's go. But see, so, okay, this is my point, though. We talked about this yesterday. If your team's playing, now all of a sudden Christmas Day in the NBA doesn't matter as much. I'm excited about that. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says the Soaker Lorian. Stop. Mike Chase says, I know I'm not. You won a TV. What do you mean you're not? What do you mean you're not? All right, Monty Makes You Money, game number two. Denver Nuggets at the Phoenix Suns. Minus two to Phoenix. 226, 8 o'clock on the worldwide leader of sports. Did you just sigh at me? Yeah, I did. Why? Because the Suns are going to get lit up in this game. Yeah. It's over. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> are you gonna are you and Kevin gonna cuddle afterwards or are you gonna comfort him in his in his night of pain? Stupid ass question. No, because his night of pain starts when he gets home. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty confident. Here's the question, though. I haven't seen an update. Has anybody seen an update on Jamal Murray? Because um, I think that's the biggest. Did you guys hear about this? It's a, you guys ready for this? It's a non-COVID injury oh, or a sure. non-COVID illness yeah. mm -hmm. for Jamal Murray. Uh, I have to believe he plays, right? I mean, how are you, how are you not playing? Um, but I haven't seen an update on him. Jamal Murray, non-COVID illness, questionable as of six hours ago. This is a big deal. He has been a difference maker in this series. Yeah, I don't think it's out yet whether he's playing or not. Uh, he's going to play. Yeah, I would agree. Unless he's got, like, butt mud or something. I I'm sorry, did you say butt mud? Yeah, butt mud. What is butt mud? Um, vomiting out your butt. <laughs> um, I just think it's... And, and then, by the way, did you guys see Gary Payton the other night? Was like, yeah, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Dude. The fact that he's holding it in his mouth on the floor. And then just jogged off the floor and they went four on five. Dude. Which like, is unbelievable. I, I just, why? Yeah, I don't know. Marcus Smart dominating Joel who takes a foul. <laughs> That's got to be a take foul. I'm telling you, the Celtics are here for that ass tonight. Yeah, they are. You can just see they're out of the box quick here. And Marcus Smart attacks Joel Embiid, steals the button. Well, that's a foul on Marcus Smart, no call. And then Joe fouls Marcus Smart. Yeah. I'm telling you, the Celtics are uh -oh. coming. They are coming. Okay, Denver, Denver and Phoenix. Uh, Denver's going to win by 37. Uh, I would hold your bet until Jamal Murray is identified. Yeah. Uh, if Jamal Murray plays, I think, I think this is not a close game. No. I think the Suns are ready to go home. And I think that this... This DeAndre Fakin situation is a big, big deal. I think this is a big, big deal for the Suns because you're getting even in their even in their worst performances now, you're getting performances out of uh, Kadizel and Booker with 28, 
Kevin Durant with 26. But Jock Londale gives you five points in 16 minutes, and DeAndre Fakin only plays 32 minutes, takes 12 shots, and is a minus 21. <laughs> you played 32 minutes, and you're a minus 21. You f doesn't make you feel responsible. Where and, is I, I need and some this Michael is the guy, here, bro? This is the guy that's keeping Sex Machine from winning a ring, right? Like that's who this dude is. They're not winning this game because, again, what did we talk about before the game the other night? Landry Shamet had one game, and everyone's like, oh, sons are gone all the way. Mr. fucking vaccination genius scientific expert, you fucking asshole. DeAndre Ayton. Landry Shamet. Douche. You're no... No, I'm not going back to Mikhail Bridge. Yeah, I know what time it is. The point is, I am telling you right now, I don't see any way if... if Jamal Murray plays. I see no way for the Suns to win the game. I'm on the Nuggies either way. I think the series is over. Uh, where do you guys come down on this? I think the Suns win if Jamal Murray doesn't play. Uh, Jet Wayman says, yes, bring out the Beasley drop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want you? I can, I can find the Beasley drop. For I you, love bro. that people like the Rappaport stuff so Dude, much. Fucking Cole Beasley. <laughs> Mr. That is fucking vaccination genius scientific expert, you fucking asshole. I love that drop. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you, Jet, for that. Uh, Callahan says nugs by five. I think the series is over if Jamal Murray plays, Jansen says. Totally agree. Uh, Nate Davis says, yeah, Jake is going to cry when Kevin Durant, he's going to say, why, Kevin? Why, he Kevin? He a person when he's down. <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> Gotta be kidding. I'm not kidding you at all. McKinley Cutler, Aiton has been ready to go to a different state for a year. That's what he I'm has. saying, dude. He has. Just pack your Absolutely. stuff, dude. Pack your stuff and get the hell out of here. Yeah, I, I, I am. I'm amazed by it. Kurt Myers, Tanner, we got your back, man. Hey, man. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, heck, heck yes, Tanner. Any friend of Sean Bradley is a friend of mine. Okay, I don't understand where all this is coming from, but it's fine. Um. Mr. Preston says, I believe the term is mud butt. It is. It is. Kiss my butt. Don't. Don't. Uh, Jet Wayman, KD dropping 40, but it won't be enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't see how they win the game, dude. I don't either. Monty Rant. Am I the only non-member commenter left today? I think yeah, dude, you might why be. Why are you not a member yet, dude? Like, what's the deal? What's it's it really disappointing. Uh, Brady Cook, where is Chris? Uh, where has Chris Paul been hurt and not a factor? Now DeAndre Ayton hurt, but water's wet and Chris Paul's hurt yeah, in the playoffs. I mean, Chris Paul's an AARP member at this point, so him being hurt's no surprise. And I think he's done in Phoenix. Yeah, you know, like it. it, it yeah, I don't know. It, I'm, I'm really frustrated with the Suns. I think because Devin's finally playing well and it means nothing. I think Jet has donated a membership for Monty Rant. Oh, have you now, Jet Wayman? Yeah, there yes, it is. you have. There it is. Go get it, Monty Rant. Go get it, dude. No go excuse. get it. It's a gift. Go ain't, get it. Ain't ducking no smoke. Let's go, dude. Can't have membership on all my accounts. <laughs> okay, well, this is the only account on the Monty program, so that's the only no, one that he's matters. He's got other accounts. I know. And I'm saying, hey, get it done. You know, I think KD runs his hosiery tonight. What? Bro, what? I think Katie runs his hose. He gets a run in his hosiery. Okay. Uh, Brent Burnett, you can have membership when gifted. Yeah. Okay. That's fine.
Uh, I think the official pick. I don't know how you don't take the Nuggets yeah. and the over. Yeah. Yep. I think it's the only way to bet this game. Because betting the Suns is throwing your scratch away. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it is throwing your scratch away. Yep. I agree completely. There's just there's no other way to, to get it. Yeah. All right. Now, the ridiculous topic of the day, um, because Jake is... Listen, you guys. Jake is not a smart man. Are goldfish crackers or chips? So... We had a very busy day today. We had Cafe Rio for lunch. Right. <clears throat> it was terrible. I will never eat it again. Okay. Is there anything you will eat, dude? Like, what's... <laughs> it was amazing. I had nachos, and they were flipping unbelievable. You've gotten soft on me. Well, I'm trying to eat well. I've lost a bunch of weight. Like, I'm trying to eat well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So he's at getting the Cafe Rio, and he sends me an article and says, best chips, and it's a picture of goldfish. Yeah, goldfish or chips. Yeah. Anyway, we all know that goldfish are crackers. How are goldfish crackers, bro? How? God damn it. How? Don't start. Okay, in the comments, are goldfish chips or crackers? No, no, don't start. Goldfish, I swear to team God. Team Lean, Team Ranch, Team Flats, Team Crackers. Thank you. Thank Goldfish you. are not effing chips. They're Matt chips. Matt Ritson, Jansen, Jake, how are how are you a flats guy and think goldfish are chips? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Matt Ritson, goldfish are crackers. No. No. Yes. No. Gary, don't they say goldfish crackers on the box? I believe they do. Bro, do they really? Yeah, you dumbass. Do they, they really? I yes, didn't notice yes. that. Do they really? Yes. Damn, bro, do they really? I'm not even, I'm not. Okay, okay, great. Well, since goldfish are crackers, can we talk about the Mandalorian? Okay, let me, I'm looking up a picture. Let me, right let me now, ask now. you this real quick. Is cereal soup? Go. They're crackers. They're crackers. Oh, it totally does. They're crackers. It does. Okay, so the box says goldfish, right? And it says baked snack crackers. Thank Damn. you. Damn. Bro. Greg, goldfish have always been and always be crackers. Damn, this is totally a defeat for me. My wow. friend works for Pepperidge Farms, and they are crackers. Damn. Thank you, Maury Alvarez. Damn. Jet Wayman, goldfish are crackers, Jake. I'm with Monty. Bro. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> Finally, the, the masses are with Monty. The dynasty is not over. Yes, it is. You're done. That's the bottom line. <laughs> McKinley Cutler, chips are fried and crackers are baked. Goldfish are crackers. Boom. Out of here. Mr. Preston, goldfish. Fuck, that's definitely crackers. <laughs> I'm telling you, I thought that was oh, chips, Because you're, you're dumb. We know. Oh, here, here. Let me help you. God. God, nice to see you, ma'am. Um, Kiss my butt. Like, who raised? Were you raised without food? Seriously, just a real quick, just a real quick Q and A about your childhood. No, I was a fat ass as a kid. There's okay. no doubt. I was Mr. Husky. Did you have indoor plumbing? Yeah. 
Okay, like, did you have... What kind of question is that? Were you Give able to... Question. Were you able to shower and bathe? Yeah. Then what makes you think that goldfish are chips? I don't know. I have you had were. Lay's? Yes. But you've never been laid? Yes, I have. Well, that's Here a new I one. Am. Um, you know what, like, potato chips... Are Doritos potato chips? No. Oh, my God. They're just regular chips. Lay's are potato chips. It's not potato chips. It's potato I am going to strangle you. It's potato chips. I'm going to strangle you. Doritos no, are not potato look, chips. Doritos are not potato chips. They're not. They're just chips. They're just chips. By the way, spicy nachos the best flavor. You guys, do you see what I deal with on a daily basis? Hey, are uh, Doritos potato chips? No. Well, what are they? They're just chips. <laughs> I will snap. What a troll job. <laughs> Absolutely snap on you. Oh my God. Gary says, bro. Truck stop gummy says Doritos are flavored tortilla. Thank oh you. tortilla chips. Get your nomenclature right. Monty Rant, who is still not a member. Uh fish and chips is not a reference to goldfish. <laughs> I think the best fish and chips I've ever had was in Australia. Oh, truth. Yeah. Truth. Matt Ritson, chips are chip, uh, chips are chip area and crackers are crack. No, too difficult. Uh, Mike Phillips, Doritos are made from corn, not potatoes. Oh, God. LFMAO, Jake, your chip game is hella mid. <laughs> it says on the bag, Jake. Yeah, it's on the big. Yeah, on the boom. It's mom. Jake, I'm with you on the ranch flats and team lean, but. Chips? What the hell? I, I exactly. don't know. I guess I was a total casual on goldfish. I love. I personally love goldfish. I am a huge goldfish guy. Jeremy, Doritos aren't potato chips because they are made of corn. You are not. <laughs> not made of potato chips. They're not. They're not. Can't back down. Okay. What? <laughs> what is your favorite cracker? Ah, uh, lace potato chips. No, it's Ritz all day, dude. Yeah, like, I am. I if Ritz I Ritz what? Ritz rounds. Yeah, Ritz rounds with peanut butter, dude. My totally my favorite thing to eat if I'm eating crackers. Big fan. Up, oh, Donovan Mitchell's at the uh, Philadelphia 76er game. I guess he wants to be a uh, Philadelphia 76er. Um, boy, Ritz has to be there. Wheat thins have to be there. But now totally. I found out that wheat thins are terrible for you. But they have fiber. Mm. They have fiber. There's few things better than Triscuits. But I think Ritz Crackers is probably where it's at. Now, if I if you if we're talking chips, yeah. Do you have a favorite chip like those kettle chips in the brown bag? Barbecue Lay's are my favorite chips, oh, dude. They're so terrible, dude. I love barbecue Lay's. I think I am probably a kettle chip guy. What are those chips? Cheddar called? Ruffles. Oh, cheddar ruffles are good, but they're terrible for you. Yeah, but we're talking chips. Who cares? Well, if health doesn't matter, I'm eating Cool Ranch Doritos. Okay, there you go. But I had a doctor who once said, well, just understand. Look, look, dude. You know, look, you're you're fat. <laughs> okay, well, every doctor's Bro just rolls out and says, okay, hey, man, hey, 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 guys. Uh, you know, the first thing you need to understand is you're fat. Well, the doctor I have now... So I've been seeing him for two years. He's done two physicals on me. The first physical he ever did on me, he told me straight up, well, you're fat. You need to lose weight. Fat? Straight up. 
like just no remorse. Okay. So the next year I went back to him, I lost significant weight. And did he say, hey, nice job. Way to go. No, he said, yeah, let's keep going. You know, more body fat. Let's fat. <laughs> so anyway, but I had a doctor in Phoenix. My wife had gotten us this really awesome health plan. I'm going to do that. You got this invasive like probes in your butthole kind of physical. Which you're very familiar with recently. And this dude was like, look. And I, I, he said something like, for a guy of your size. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Just understand that every time you eat a Dorito, you're, you're, you're okay with, you know, it's killing you. And you know that, right? You know, you, you're, if you're going to eat Doritos, just understand. Oh, he said something shit. like, every time you eat Doritos, just know it's killing you. So now I have a Dorito aversion. <laughs> but it's chips in general. Yeah, they're not good for you. You shouldn't be eating them all the time, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to eat them. Uh, tortilla chips with lime. Oh, my God. Yeah, Hint of lime tortilla uh, chips. Yes. Oh, my God. Tostitos and lime. Oh, oh dude. My wife found this pineapple uh, salsa at Harmon's. Oh, my God. Yeah. With lime chips. Oh, my God. It's awesome. Jeremy Callahan said, you're fat. You need to lose weight. What a medical marvel. All that med school to get that remarkable insight. Man, really Man. original diagnosis Dude. there, Doc. Thanks. Fat. I mean. Man, wow. Now I understand why you work at U Health. Like all and the I ain't research giving up money. No Rice Krispie treats. You know, I love my doctor. I have a really good general practitioner. He is phen phenomenal. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says fat. Nate Davis says, Jake, get your facts right. Go fish his crackers and go cry to Kevin Durant. Why, why, why? So get your wow. facts right. Okay, Nate. Wow. Okay. Uh, Travis, Victor is the way bird. Uh, I think Jake is a genius when he gives you a grandson and he names him Victor. Enough said. Victor's the way. Look at his avatars, me and, me and Big Daddy Magic at the Big 5-0. There you go. I like that. Uh, oh, yes, Truck Stop Gumby. Cheeto puffs. Oh, yeah. Dude, Cheetos are underrated, bro. Gary says, um, oh. Da, 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 da. Oh, God. Alex Petrangelo. Oh. Suspended one game. Suspended one game for being a complete dick. What do you know? Petrangelo suspended. You're done. Okay, so are you happy now? Yes, I am very happy. Um, and I was texting with um, a certain hockey coach um, whose last name you'll never be able to sp uh, spell. Right, that's hockey coach names. Kanasiewicz. Right. And we were marveling that it took all flipping day for them to suspend this guy. He's a bum. You know. Okay, so <clears throat> while you're getting the screenshot of that or whatever you're doing, yeah. um, the Celtics are currently having fights on their bench. Al Horford went off on the team in their last timeout. Good. He should have because they're playing like crap again. I think Jet Wayman might be right. Big surprise. Jet Wayman's getting another pick right, which he always does. 15-12, um, Boston over Philadelphia. Oh, oh, my God. My God. Tobias Harris, you douche. I think Tobias Harris is the worst contract in the NBA. Him Seriously. and DeAndre Ayton can go hang out in first team, can't catch a basketball land. 18-12 now. <laughs> Tobias Harris dropped an alley-oop dunk. Brick hands. It, it's ridiculous. Okay, let's talk about golf real quick before we go. Okay, one in seven people golf. Yeah. Who here golfs? Golf. And golf. 
And it's not golf. My, my good friend Rob Weiser, who's a PGA Tour uh, or a PGA instructor in the Sacramento area. Right. Uh, I miss Sacramento so much. Um, Rob Weiser used to say to me, dude, I'm not going to play golf. Uh, or I'm not going golfing. I'm going to play golf. Because you don't go basketballing. You go play basketball. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That might be the most pretentious golf thing you could ever say. <laughs> hey, do you go basketballing? Hey, do you guys go baseballing? Do you go soccer? Hey, bro, you want to go catching? Let's go. Let's go catching. <laughs> um, we had some fun times in Sacramento. I got many tattoos. Uh, anyway, my point is um, that it's amazing to me that one in seven people in this country play golf. And I love and hate the sport so much. I, I just can't. I can't reconcile it. So is is golf even on your radar? Uh-huh. Is it like do you know what I mean? Like is is golf on your radar on a daily basis? Like as far as watching the game? Yeah, watching, playing, like cause I it's all I think about. It's it, quite literally, you guys. It's I I was I was in the elevator today farting loudly while working on my backswing. <laughs> like it's all I think about. In all seriousness, like I want to play all the time. Yeah, I mean, it would be great to be able to play all the time. Unfortunately, we're not professionals, you know. Yeah, and I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible uh, golfer. <clears throat> not good at all. But I just never had any idea that one in seven Americans golfs, and it's a hundred and one billion dollar industry. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the reason golf is is you know booming is because oh, Joel with a block shot. Is because it's becoming uh, more understood that it's a family sport. I mean, you can bring your kids out to pitch and, or I'm sorry, to chip. Um, you know, you can do that for free and it's fun. Like you can do that. And then on the weekends you can go and play around. And I think, you know, like for me right now, like I'm not even just because they're a partner on the show, but I'm looking forward to playing Canyons, man. I cannot wait. I'm, I'm, I'm looking cannot forward wait. to like seeing their course and seeing the improvements and everything. And I'm looking forward to, you know, getting out with some of the, some of our viewers and getting out with Darren at Canyons. And like, I'm looking forward to all that stuff. I'm, I am shocked that the numbers, and this is from front office sports, by the way, more than 40 million people play golf in 2022. Yeah. One in seven Americans in 2022 golfed. So in the comment <clears throat> section, what is your favorite hobby? What do you guys do? What is it that you guys, like, what is your, what is your thing? Uh, Arlington Bears said playing Fox Hollow in the morning. See what I mean? Yeah, dude. It's amazing. Uh, Brandon Butler, haven't been since my dad passed. It was kind of our thing we did together. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Kurt Myers, golf is less than poker. It's not a sport. Golf is absolutely a sport. Yeah. I have participated in sports my entire life, and none are harder than golf. Baseball, basketball, ho I played hockey when I was younger, like, I'm telling you now, golf is the hardest thing in the world. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby, I'm surprised it's not one in five because of the influence Tiger Woods had on golf in the late 90s, yeah. especially the youths, yeah. I'm thinking about getting his shoe, dude. Yeah. He still has impact. Kurt Meyer says, my favorite hobby is soaking. <laughs> okay. Hey, on this show, that's, you know. Brandon Butler, uh, holy hell, I contributed to those billion new golf balls every weekend. Yeah. Same. Again, my first swing last weekend was in the water. Uh, Butler also says off-roading and Jeep stuff just empty every pocket. Dude, I Preston 
Preston, our guy Preston, is working on our Jeep right now. Um, he, it, it, like, I love to go off-roading. Like, one of my favorite trips last year was Moab. And I, we just had such a good time uh, going out to Little Moab. Like, we just, I love off-roading. Mm-hmm. Our Jeep, and, and we, I'm not even kidding. It's on the channel, too. You can see it. We crushed our Jeep. Yeah. Like, it looks fantastic. Now, unfortunately, the company who lifted our Jeep did a crap job. Uh, but Preston's been unwinding that. We just put in a new track bar and we had an issue with a spring that wasn't seated correctly and Preston fixed that. Like, but it's just, I love the Jeep thing. Yeah. I do. Uh, Jet Wayman says, basketball is my jam. Yeah, I just, my, my knee is just not in for it. My knee is not here for basketball. Like I, I, I hurt my knee playing ball uh, with Sam Lott, our listener Sam Lott. We all play together at Vaza. And last August, I think I tore cartilage in my knee. I never went to a doctor. I haven't had an ACL in that knee for 25 years. And I think I tore cartilage in it because I stood up this morning. I got out of bed and it was a little like locked, which generally means you have cartilage tear in there. Yeah. Um, but man, it does not hurt when I, when I play golf. And dude, nine holes of golf is about 600 calories burned. Yeah. We played, what would that be? Uh, what? A week ago today, we played 27. Yeah, dude, that's a lot. That exhausted me. Dude, I would play, if I could, every day I would play 27 holes. I don't know how you play that much, dude. Like, dude, I loved a it. Lot, bro. I love 18's not enough for me. Yeah. I and don't it know, depends bro. on the course. You know, obviously, we're not, I'm not playing like, you know, major golf course, but yeah. I, you know, uh, let's see. Katie Raider says, Bucky's Beaver Nuggets. Mic drop. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Maury Alvarez, going to Disney, Universal, or SeaWorld are my hobbies. Oh, Disney That's awesome, is awesome. Dude. You guys are in Tampa. I wonder if you guys get a baseball team in Tampa. Like, if you, like, or not Tampa, Orlando. Didn't they, aren't, didn't they have that rendering of that stadium? <laughs> I think it was, yeah. In I Orlando think. to pull the team out of Tampa. I believe it was, yeah. Yeah. Mine are old 98. Yours is a sexy lady, bro. Going to be mudding and water crossing in a couple of weeks. Nice. Mr. Preston says, music, cars, food, and the outdoors. I'm with you. I'm telling you. Um, let's see. Truck Stop Gumby says, Call of Duty on PS4. Man, I love Call of Duty. I love it. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, what's better exercise? 27 holes of golf or three rounds of laser tag and Mandalorian costumes? <laughs> That's a good question, man. That's a, that is a good, good question. I don't, you know, um, geez, you got Jackson Graham golf takes a ton of work to get a tiny bit better. I, uh, I don't know. We've, that, I think we've improved exponentially in just I the think, three weeks we've been playing. I think golf gets a bad name as far as improvements concerned. Cause nobody invests time and in education in it. I mean, if you like, I'm not saying we're good golfers. We're not, I we're mean, not. we're, we're shooting probably 10, 15 over par easily on a shorter nine hole course. Like it's not, we're not good, but, but what you come to understand is that, you know, you, you're working on certain things in your round. You're not trying to be perfect. Like you're just trying to be, you're trying to be able to put yourself in a position to play par golf. That's basically it. And and if you can do that, you're fine, you know? And, and I think as far as getting better, like you just gotta, like, I, I, we've been preaching this all week and even today, like, you have to use YouTube as a resource, man. Like YouTube and TikTok to learn how to golf. Yeah. And that but then you have to take that to the range. 
Like we, Mrs. Monty and I went with Jake and we were all chipping the other night. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to go putt tonight, hopefully. You know, like you just have, you have to work on it. You have to work on it, you know. Uh, what do you think about Tiger building a golf course in Utah? I love it. He love is a it. phenomenal golf course designer. Phenomenal. Like, amazing. Brady Cook says golf and pickleball. Man, pickleball's exploding. How many of us would be interested <clears throat> in, like, a lot of golf t content on the channel? Like, if we made golf content. We've been making some. But if we made, like, if we took you through nine holes, would you be interested in that? A five to seven minute nine hole course video. Yeah. Is that something you'd be interested in? Uh, Jim Choi says, when when you could drink liquor and ride golf carts, it's not an endurance sport. Mrs. Monty's an athlete. Golfers could come in all sizes. Yeah, she's doing a triathlon. Whatever. She's not that into golf. She's not that into golf. Brady Cook, have you guys played uh, Sleep Ridge and Orm? We have not. It's on the list. Sleepy Ridge. We're it's almost ready to start playing with people, I would say. Almost. Almost. Uh, two things I wish I could do. Hit a golf ball off a tee and play an, play an instrument. Man, if I could play the piano. You know, Jackson Graham. Uh, I would wasatch the golf walkthrough. I would watch the golf walkthrough. Okay. All right. Um, Katie Rader, any you Big Daddy Texas questions? Any you of you? What do you mean? Uh, Jeremy Callahan, I'll stick with uterus farts over the golf. What you probably should. <laughs> um, let's play when you guys are ready. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. You you can just Greg. Count I that. would play with you anytime, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd be down for golf vids. Truck stop Gumby says. All right, cool. All right, cool. Speaking of golf vids, I need to go putt. So the show's over now. As always, the show is brought to you by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. Come on, man, get the graphic right. Barbecue Pit Stop, the best barbecue equipment in the business logan layton lehigh payson st george our good friends in murray on state street traeger big green egg yoder camp chef they've got all that but they're the best guys too i said it earlier today i'll say it again when you work with the great guys at barbecue pit stop it becomes a passion check them out online barbecuepitstop.com until tomorrow say goodbye jake goodbye jake